everybody, namaste and welcome to episode 332 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Groovy Michael Raparez. God, that was lame. Who else is here in the Your Name Here Memorial Studio with me? Chris Antista, a.k.a. Paul Rapper. <laughs> and Moonbeam, Matthew, Championship Belt Thief Allen. Too much, too much. And special guest, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you're just going to go by Black Panther this whole episode. <laughs> uh, TLX, there we go. TLX, Ooh, uh, nice. Like not it. bad, not bad. I uh, just put my fist in the air. You can't see that. Yes, that's <laughs> absolutely. I was told that I was told you guys need a black exploitation expert last episode, so I I've come bearing gifts. Uh, when, when do nice. we not need a black exploitation <laughs> yeah. expert? Generally, we do. When 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 can we not derail VJ with more talk about how awesome the My Name Is Dolomite trailer is? Uh, it's so good. I just is it as good as Shaft? <laughs> when it came out, I just texted Sam. I was just like, "Hey, uh, this is coming." He's like, "Yep, yep." I was just about to text you. So yeah, I'm. One hundred percent. I was wait. telling Sam, like, I want to wait outside the theater, like it's episode one, and dress up like all the Dolomite characters, just to confuse the hell out of everyone. Be there for days. You're referencing Sam, who does not exist in the VGA universe. He it's is true. a laser time. Bonus Nor does the hamburger pimp, but I will dress as him <laughs> uh, so, in order to get into my name is Dolomite. So we, I think we we also talked recently about how there are apparently no black exploitation video games, which is sad, but there are. As it turns out, plenty of video games that feature hippies. And because we just did a laser time about depictions in media of hippies, of it, well, 60s countercultural I, I, I even talked about it with Diana again. There is no positive depiction of hippies in pop culture, period. None. There, there are some. There are no, some. Not, even, not even in documentaries. At least one of them is in this top five. Ooh, all right, all right. I'm about to say, like, isn't that the... I mean... Hippies oh, because are, you like one GTA mission. It's a positive <laughs> depiction. I'm saying, like, hippies are, like, a, a, a little bit uh, before my generation. Mm-hmm. But, like, everybody, like, the whole thing is, like, everyone just loves dunking on hippies, right? Because, like, yeah. it's like dunking on PETA. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's just an easy target because, like, sometimes it's just ridiculous. Right? It is. It's just, like, and I, I do it, too, because I was, like, born to do that and bred that way. But, like, uh, uh. I agree with them on like almost like every ecological, sociological. I, I like drugs and, and free sex. That seems great. And and mm-hmm. <laughs> conservation on a conservational level, I yeah, I'm there. I'm there. But yeah, they're fucking. They've been a like a, a long pop culture target. Yeah. Yo, know, I, th- I think in terms of movies, we couldn't find any positive depiction of hippies. I think what it None. is is the boomers were just embarrassed of their previous self. If you look back at like you Maybe, from yeah. high school and college, you. Yeah, oh man, I'm, I'm embarrassed of that person. A lot of them were ex hippies that grew out of it and eventually became yuppies. And so mm. I, I think that's that's where that comes. I, I will argue that there's a couple positive. I'm thinking of isn't Tommy Chong's character in that '70s show sort of kind of like a he's a, he's they treat him pretty nice. Pretty, a constant nice. punchline. Yeah, Leo is like oh he's high. Like that's the whole thing. Like, <laughs> like well, he's like just He's yeah. just high. You know, yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot since we recorded, and I realized, like, you know what? I actually like old hippies, like hippies that have been doing it for decades. But I think the hippies that like that I grew up with and that I went to college with are basically oh, yeah. just stoners with a veneer of '90s wokeness. Yeah, that mm. it just made them intolerable, and I, I think that's when people really started to hate hippies. Mm. Yeah, they they were like like you just have wealthy parents mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 an easy ac- easy access to marijuana, and you're allowed to co opt this entire culture yep. and pretend you're part of it, mm-hmm. and awesome. you use this co opted culture to co opt other cultures. Crystals, See, crystals aren't cheap. We had um, my generation. We had white people who acted black. 
that, that's yes. what that's what our that's who our hippies were. I, I had those hey two. yo, I'm offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that shit is whack when you talk about me in such a way. <laughs> Where I came from, though, like all those kids morphed into like country bumpkins in in high school. Like they were huge into country yeah. music and tight jeans. But I mean, hippies aside, and, and we are doing this in synergy with the Laser Time episode, which is called what? Uh, I don't know yet, but uh, <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not like up as of this recording. Making fun of hippies. Yeah. Where we, we just kind of go through and at like a bunch of media representations of hippies. And my, my personal favorite part is is what inspired the idea, which is we go through like, you remember in the 60s when like every TV show had a hippie episode and it was just like the establishment trying to make sense of this new youth culture. And it's like, do we sell to them? Do we make fun of them? What do we do with them? Yeah, what 75-year-old male writer of I Love Lucy, what's mm-hmm. he got to say about the counterculture? <laughs> <laughs> what indeed. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we dive into that. But uh, in, in this show, we'll talk about uh, hippies as they've appeared in games. And believe it or not, they have plenty of times. And there's been a ton of new releases. We have not had time to play all the new releases that have come out this week. We've got friggin' Blair Witch, Astral Chain, the Final Fantasy VIII remake. That's out now. You can play it on your PS4. Remake? I, wait, out of remake, all the releases remaster. this week, those are the three you pull out? Like Astro Chain, those, I those got. Those are the three then. I've played. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yo, no, I just, I just re-rolled my campaign for the first time in Remnant. Oh, I don't have nice, time for any of that nice. shit. Uh, I um, have been doing my Firehouse three, uh, my Fire Emblem three houses deal. <laughs> so that Firehouse is three I, is that your nineties band? Got sub, he's got subs on the brain. <laughs> I do have subs on the brain, <laughs> but no, I've been playing. I've been playing Fire Emblem, even though I have Revenant and I started it, and it looks really neat. Okay, but it's not yeah, Fire. I fucking love it. Favorite game of the year. So, but there's far. a ton of releases this week, as Michael said. There's really also a are. ton of news this week that yes. we, will, we will get Nintendo to. stuff. Stupid Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, TL reached out to me. He goes, uh, please tell me you haven't recorded. I was like, well, no, no. Recording tonight. He's like, thank God. I'm like, well, why? What's going on? There is so much Nintendo news. I'm like, oh, yeah. They did a direct. And, and normally, <laughs> normally there'd be like five or six stories part of that. No. No. I got double digit <laughs> Nintendo stories out of this direct. Yeah. And I, I got to say, like, uh, that direct was going on and I'm ignoring... Uh, our group chat because I'm like working really hard on something and then like Grim <laughs> Grim chats me up and I'm like dude are you hiding <laughs> sending me stuff about the Jeremy Renner app like there's a direct going on what are you doing <laughs> he's seen it already it doesn't matter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also if you want to date somebody go to Jeremy Renner app apparently it's also a dating app run by Jeremy Renner ah. yeah I, it's weird. We live yeah, in a weird 40 time. people a year get to date Jeremy Renner. Could be, could be you. He could Look, drive you around in a Jeep, sing a song about himself to you. Yeah. If you want to if you want to date, uh, you know, a third-rate Chris Jericho, you could totally do that. Spicy. Spice, yeah. I'm sorry. Jeremy Renner's singing career sound it's like a fozzy ripoff. Chris Jericho is the original Jeremy Renner. Changed my mind. Tallahassee <laughs> wouldn't bother to steal Jeremy Renner's belt. <laughs> TL, you sound like a fucking Judas. You sound like you want to start a war. And yes, those are Fozzie song references. I just put Fozzie puns in an episode. That's got to be the first time that's ever happened, right? Oh, oh my God. It'll I be the last. Go, we, <laughs> I think we need to get to the top five, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Fozzie, hippies, right? Jeremy Renner, hippies, Fozzie. Yeah, her, We're good. Her, yeah, hairy dudes man, who wear patchouli and Stop hershing my mellow. This shit's so Fucking, fucking far out, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that right after this, man. 
You know, in the age of iPhones, we are all walking around with some of the best cameras we've ever had. And with these good cameras, we all have tons of photos. But when you get that really perfect picture and you want to turn it into something real that you can see every day, PosterBurner.com can turn your photos into amazing prints. Imagine walking into your room, your apartment, whatever, just seeing that perfect family photo, vacation picture, or if you need to get a gift for family or friends, there's nothing in this price range that's going to be as impressive and meaningful as a custom print. PosterBurner.com is easy to use, affordable, and the quality is truly top-notch. They make amazing posters. And when they say posters, they don't mean these like flimsy poster prints you find in like stores in the mall. No, no, no. These are like thick, premium photo paper. And you can get a 24 by 36 movie-sized poster for under 20 bucks. They also make premium canvas prints, metal prints, decals, stickers, almost anything you can imagine printing. These guys got you covered. I ordered a canvas print for my wall, and it looks awesome. It's a high-quality canvas we're talking here. We're talking like stuff you would see in an art gallery. It's got that matte finish because, hey, I'm classy like that. It was also super easy to order. I just uploaded the picture, chose the size, the options I wanted. I was able to complete the order in a matter of minutes. So decorate your PC tower, your Switch, your PS4, Xbox controls, or whatever, man. Anything you want to put a sticker on or a print, you can just go nuts at posterburner.com. So take our advice, do as we say, save a little money for a rainy day. Just go to posterburner.com slash VGA today and you'll get an additional 10% off your order. That discount applies to every type of print they offer. Again, that's posterburner.com slash VGA, posterburner.com slash VGA. And welcome back to our top five where we're going to talk about what? Hey. Harpua man. Hey man, is this VGA rock man? Yeah. We'll turn it up, man. That there person. are some really, really specific fish references that I learned from like two conversations about fish. Mm. Please don't talk to me about fish. Just <laughs> the only thing I know about fish is that Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. Which is pretty good. Damn good. Yeah. It used to be my favorite. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert, Americone Dream all day. Eh, all true. Way. I mean, why not know. both? Yeah. <laughs> At the same I time. Jerry Garcia is a classic. It is it a classic. I've never had that because yeah. I've never like there's nothing I want further away from my ice cream than fruit. There is I, a there are delightful cherry Garcia bars that are covered in chocolate, which give it just a little bit more chocolate around the cherries. Wow. So Car- top caramel core or Americone dream so or down. Top five hippies from four video game nerds whose primary frame of reference is ice cream flavors. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ben and Jerry are wonder? fucking hippies, man. That's Come on. <laughs> Fair. All right, well, let's jump in with... Number five. I know what this is! Wait, let the fight finish. Oh, what is this, Chris? No, no, I'm confused. It's not Awesome Possum. No, it's not Awesome Possum. Wait, are you, like, this is a bit, right? Uh, Earthbent? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is faithful to me because I. It's Earthbound. This is yeah, Earthbound. It's Earthbound. It's Earthbound yes, these are the hippies from the New Age retro hippie specifically, who shows up in Earthbound is an enemy, very weirdly. But like the the first two, like Mother slash Earthbound Zero and Earthbound slash Mother Two, like that 
is like the was the first thing I learned about it was like one of the enemies is hippies that just attack you. And I'm like, well, that's weird because hippies <laughs> yeah. don't tend to attack children just wandering around. They don't tend to attack anyone. They're pacifists yeah, for the yeah, most part. Exactly. Oh, no, no, they're all part of Antifa, and they'd all be out there beating people up <laughs> just for their beliefs. You uh, heard it here uh, no. first from Chris Antifa himself, Damn right. right there in the name, yeah. folks. I think That's why just, I carry uh, gun everywhere and brandish it in front of everyone. I think might be a threat. Yeah, I just think this is like Etoy's type of thing. Like I, I think even in Mother Three, like it became metalheads. Oh, okay. They become the hip. They become the hippies. Like so, I think it's just Etoy's thing. He's like, what's big in America? Mm. Because they, because they did it. Like, and if you want to know the trajectory of who's the new hippie, uh, you should see who's painting your Albertsons right now at like midnight. That, that they were hippies and then they were metalheads. Uh, okay, and and whoever it is now, I don't know. Fucking corn fans. <laughs> hey, look, we will not disparage new metal. New metal is a is a beautiful genre. I don't know how I'm going to get around doing that. <laughs> so yeah, the the new age retro hippie appears uh, with his legs crossed for some reason, so kind of in an impossible stance. He's known as the carefree guy in Japan. So he's standing yes. in the cross leg like yoga pose. Then, yeah, maybe he's he's like he's got his legs crossed like he has to pee, but then his arms are out to the sides. Yeah, that's that's, that's the namas. That's the, the, the nom. Yeah, yeah. Pose, right? which, which is like uh, like in in researching the hippie episode is like a weird conflation because it it confuses like new age crystal horse shit with hippies which like i knew a bunch of fucking hippies i mean to be fair hippies are one of the main reasons that new age crystal horse shit got popular no 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 that is that is fucking housewife gwyneth paltrow territory now it is it didn't used to yeah yeah. no i've 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 met enough malibu hippies to know that yeah they run in the same circles you know i would say the venn diagram of people who believe in like like this crystal amethyst will give you powers yeah. and people who like would lick acid out of a trash can are like it's like it's almost a circle <laughs> it'll boost no, it's your not orgone orgone because energy. because like one is women and one isn't wait what, what? Wait, are you saying there's no women hippies what yes <laughs> no there's no woman who'd lick acid out of a trash can yet every girl i know like i'm gonna try these crystals i hmm. think they got something <laughs> like everyone's like i know astrology isn't real but i bought 40 books on it I'm pretty sure I've met some women who would lick acid out of a trash can. Yeah, man, at least one person. I'm the, I'm the only person who's ever been like desperate for acid, and even I probably wouldn't lick it out of a trash can. It depends. Mm. Microdots, maybe. But uh, the, the new age retro hippie is actually an evolution of the just plain hippie that appears in Mother, and who has a very similar theme when he shows up. Like I'm playing City. River City Ransom right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. This so he was just starts originally. playing City Connection. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is all Johnny B. Good. This is the Johnny B. Good riff. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, no, this is, I think this fucking is very Marvin Barry. I follow. I, I read <laughs> rock history. Marvin Barry wrote this song. I, I feel like this is actually this is actually the theme song for the professional wrestler Johnny B. Bad. Oh, very legally distinct from Johnny B. Good. Uh, but yes, the hippies can can work themselves into a rage to increase their offense. They uh, they tend to skip turns by meditating because you know at the end of the day most hippies are pacifists. It's true. I'd like to consider myself a pacifist too, mm-hmm. but then you fuck with a member of my community, mm. I'll beat you up. Mm. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll saying, pass the fist over to your face. Yeah. Yeah. You hear it here first, Chris willing to throw fists for the laser time community. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. Not kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not kidding. And I have a lot of time and know a lot of people. That and- was everything about. Oh, I was hit homestruck. That's not the game. Uh, Earthbound. Earthbound. Yeah. Earthbound. <laughs> it's good. Go play it. Anyway. It is good. I mean, T.L., you are like the Earthbound expert here. Is there anything special about these hippies that we need to know? That I can think off the top of my head, no. Um, I mean, they were, I mean, it's a really cool... It's, they're really cool characters. I think they are in... Is it the Underground Club when you run into the hippies? I haven't played Earthbound in a long time. I'm more I mean, I, I, I know that they're uh, looking at the wiki. They're in the audience for the Runaway 5. And, right. Uh, that's their music, right? That's yeah, the yeah, Runaway, yeah. yeah that, that music, uh, yeah. that version of Johnny B. Brad is of, done by the Runaway 5. But, so yeah, but also, be good. according <laughs> to the wiki, <laughs> they mostly appear near Berglund Park in Tucson and are fought alone. Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, I to me the hippies, like I said, they were a really cool thing. I didn't play Mother One, um, mm. so or Earthbound Zero Beginnings. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were a really cool fight. I don't have anything special to say about them. They were totally in Earthbound, though. Okay, <laughs> but, but I, I do want to point out just because we we did talk a little bit about that on, on Laser Time, just like obviously none of us were born in the hippie era, but it la- it did last long enough to where like I I encountered it in high school and college. Yep. And then moved to San Francisco in the mid two thousands, and it was just dying off. And I have not seen it in ten years. Yeah, the just the hippie trope. I have not yeah. seen it. Yeah, you lived near Haight Ashbury, uh, not near, but relatively near in the grand. Scheme no, I of lived things. like three blocks away yeah. from it. I was in the mm-hmm. midst, but in like Ben and Jerry's is it across the street is a Gap in a place that charges two hundred dollars for hoodies. Yeah, well, I, like, I think there's nothing. Yeah, left. by that time it had become unaffordable to live in Haight Ashbury mm-hmm. for a lot of those hippies. Yeah, they, they, and, they, and even like even like they would have like VW tie-dyed buses that would take you on a tour of the old 70 San Francisco. Those all went away. They're, they've been gone for like at least six years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the only tour that makes any money is the Big Trouble in Little China tour. You know? Damn right. It's <laughs> goddamn right. The fucking Mortal Kombat Origins <laughs> story. God, I wish that was a real tour. I would totally go on that guy's bus. Actually, like I've never seen hippies around Hate Ashbury. I have seen lots of uh, homeless crust punks, like street kids. I've, n- I've not only seen hippies. I've seen a hippie jump out in front of a hippie tour bus and. I'm a hippie man. Take my picture. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I saw a guy company. do that. But but uh, like they they'd hang around the amoeba, the amoeba music and uh, like I remember passing by one and like he said something and it took me a second to realize what it like what did that mean like oh okay. he said uh, can you get twenty dollars for an emo CD and a bullet <laughs> like uh, <laughs> what <laughs> it's a suicide gag. Mm. Sorry. I man. mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it doesn't yeah. sound very hippie like. <laughs> they weren't yeah, hippies. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. going here to buy fucking like obscure racist yeah. cartoons. Press like, Come on. You don't know uh, me. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Number four. Hey, I got you a present. A light bulb. Just what I always wanted. Come on. You think I'd just give you a light bulb? A face shredder. Just what, what I always wanted. Smoke this. Ever hear of a pipe? Pipes cost money. Money that can be used for drugs or shoes. Uh, this is more like the hippies we grew up with. Um, Who? I'm going to make a bad guess. Okay. This is Ride to Hell Retribution. No. Incorrect. Okay. Although I'm, that would have been rich territory for hippies, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure. This is a 
familiar well that we have, in fact, been criticized for oh. returning to this over and over row, and over baby. again. We're going back to the row. Yeah. Jaws Unleashed. This is, this is Saints Row, specifically Saints Row 2. And the character oh. is Shondi. Now, that's what I, I never played Saints Row 2. That's uh, what I, was, I was like, I've never heard anything of this. Saints Row 2 is still, it, it, it holds a special place in my heart because, like, this, it was the, the midpoint between, like, the first game took itself way too seriously. The third game just embraced comedy. Two was somewhere in between. And it was like this weird Dayglow PS2 era version of uh, <laughs> a open world gang crime game. Uh, while at the same time, like letting you do ridiculous shit, like I'm just running around the street and some guys are hassling me. I'm going to pick up a newspaper vending machine and beat them with it. Like, that was a thing you could do. You could rip up parking meters off the ground and hit people. Like, I no, loved you, that. Yeah, And that, that was the, the infamous shit cannon game, too. Where Yeah, Saints Row 2 was following the same trajectory as Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, it's my theory that, like, it made Grand Theft Auto pick a different path. Yeah, I think, um, I think well, after- I think it definitely benefited from GTA trying to be more of, like, a super serious prestige game. Uh, as opposed to like, yeah, it's just it's just a fun loving carnival ride where you get to fuck shit up all day. But that is what San Andreas was, and mm-hmm. I know this yeah. because I shot a lot of people from my jetpack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> while wearing a tuxedo mm-hmm. and robbing a casino, you had to defend your turf somehow with all those stupid turf wars. Mm-hmm. I hated that shit. Yeah. But if you've only played the third and fourth Saints Row games, your impression of Shandi might be very very far from a hippie because she is a very aggressive go-getter, very, very well put together, well-groomed, etc. But in the second game, when she debuted, she was a dreadlocked stoner wearing sweatpants. Ah, yeah. yes. It's the, the college hippie, the, yes. the well-known kind of form of hippie that it's it's usually, you know, typically takes shape as a female trying to find herself, quote-unquote, or experiment in college, mm-hmm. who then completely changes after college, right? It, it, sure. I yeah. think we've all encountered this, this species I, I, of hippie. I've, I've seen it in dudes, too, but yes. Yeah, uh, yes. I've oh, only yes. seen it in guys. I've never seen a, a, a real live late, well, in San Francisco, yes, but like, mm. yeah, not in college. I met a few. I met a few. I, I, college, I, I met several. Yeah, you're right, though. There were the there were the dreadlock dudes in college uh-huh. as well. <laughs> yeah, well, wh- white lady wearing dreadlocks, trying to play hacky sack with the other gang members. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do any drug. We'll drink any any liquor. Just just basically a, a fun loving party girl. And one of the running gags is that she has exes all over town. Uh, she's mm-hmm. she slept with everybody, and so her exes all feed her information on these gangs that you're trying to take down in Saints Row 2. See, this, I don't think this is a true hippie, though. This is just, like, someone who really likes smoking a lot of yeah, pot. I feel like no, she's... No, no, no. I think that's, like, again, like, my generation hippie. Yeah. Like, people who would 
Who do you like really in the sublime? This this is what hippie became, uh, and dude, this is why we hate hippies. Why do you keep fucking yes. subtweeting me with every comment? Like people who really like sublime. I'm just gonna sit dude, here. Dude, that's that's what it was. Like these would be the people who would like listen to sublime. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like would have like the really like nasty Rasta dreadlocks yeah. and like and not, did not would have know those. way too much about Bob Marley, mm-hmm. but like not actually know anything about reggae. I, but they he know was a lot from Jamaica. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought he was from Trenchtown. New Jersey, uh, <laughs> Trenchtown Rock, baby. Yeah, uh, but I, I went to college with a lot of people like that, and I heard so many stories. Like I, I still remember, like overhearing this girl talking about her boyfriend, and like, yeah, I mean, he had like these dreadlocks, and like he had to inject stuff into him to keep him like that consistency. But like one time, one of them cracked open, and like some spiders came out. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the worst kind of piata. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <Dreadlock> piñata. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is this is apropos of nothing, but like I was. Who here knows Sublime? <laughs> of course, I know Sublime. Yeah, I listen. I, I have, listen to so radio. I'm from Southern California yes. in the '90s. I know Sublime. So I, I was in a. I was driving to the beach with a girl um, last weekend, and what, the April seventeenth, nineteen ninety two, came on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And she's like singing all the lyrics and like, do you know what the song is about? And like, the song's about something. I'm like, it has a date. <laughs> she didn't know it was about and the like, riots. No, like, like gotta let was, it burn. She was born after the oh, after no. that oh date. Uh, did had did it no dog- idea the song was like about something that happened and like I, it made me in, and I'm only saying that because like that made me think of the ending of San Andreas because like that is like the coolest version of like a, a, a video game riot mm-hmm. uh, that I can ever I can ever think of of like recreating the moment of that day in 92 that's way better than a zoot suit riot yeah that's, yes especially by the cherry poppin' daddies <laughs> we can, we can yeah. talk about that, how fucking awesome the 90s were an, another song I had no idea was about a riot Electric Avenue what yep we're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue and then we'll take it higher that's based on like some race riots that happened in London I think in the early 80s late 70s yeah Mm. that song's so much less boring now I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna change it for four (laughs) more seconds now when I hear it again Chris when you were driving to the beach with that girl did it smell like Lou Dog in the back oh yeah (laughs) inside the van yeah inside the van this ain't no fucking reggae party five dollars at the door I never want to listen to Sublime again Uh, I love it I love it but yeah, so the the first uh, ex boyfriend that you're introduced to of Shandy's is another kind of asshole hippie who's named Veteran Child, who works for the Sons of Samadhi gang pushing drugs, and he basically he's he's a white Rasta. He wears like a, a Jamaican flag colored beanie and uh, has horrible dreadlocks, and he's a DJ. And uh, he he at one point kidnaps Shandy, and you have to go save her. And as you're walking her out, this happens. My ex-boyfriend's a dick. Pretty much, yeah. I can't believe you got your ass kicked by that chump. Did I mention that my ex-boyfriend's a dick? You should go home and rest. If by resting you mean smoking an ounce, then hell yeah. Uh, it's great because she she has so many dimensions to her character in this. Played by Eliza Dushku, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. I was about to say, it's like, she's about to go into Teenage Dirtbag like three times. It's like, <laughs> my boyfriend's a dick. Played by the worst like, witch, Eliza Dushku. Because that's what I choose to remember. I'm going to go take an Elijah Dushku. <laughs> 
Um, wasn't but, Eliza Dushku the one in that? Was it the Craft? Is that what that movie you're thinking was? No, she's no, she oh, not in the Craft. Thank, yeah. Thank, Thank you. And Jay and Silent Bob strike back in almost nothing else. Eliza Dushku is Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in. Uh, yes, True Lies. True Lies. Nice. To to bring this back to video games, she was also the lead character of the video game Wet by Bethesda. Yes. Really? Wow. <laughs> Wet. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, a game I worked on because that was originally with Vivendi before oh, the man. whole Activision thing. Yeah. Dang. The transition from Stoner Shandy to like uh, immaculate successful gangster Shandy is never really explained, but it is explored. In Saints Row 4, when you you go into like this simulation where Shandi's being held captive, and she's being held captive as her former self, and she manages to break free, but the effect is that it splits. There's a simulation of old Shandi, and then there's new Shandi, who really hates old Shandi. What did you mean, what happens to me? Well, evidently, I become a total frigid bitch, so I just wanted to know what's up. Oh, you mean I stop sitting around smoking drugs from a broken light bulb all day? Guys, maybe we should... Yeah, you're lame now. You used to have fun. I used to be useless. What? The most memorable thing you ever did was get captured by your smoked-out ex. That's not true. I'm sorry. And fucking half of Stillwater. Go team. I always thought you were just really friendly and hated pants. Someone gets it. I hate me. Just because they did it way before Mortal Kombat 11 did it, that's fine. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to... Number three. Where the hell are you? <laughs> oh, sister Juliet and brother Nick. Let's travel to the land beyond the doors of perception. Uh-huh. <laughs> Step outside the boundaries of your mind. Lose yourself in the eternal, collective unconscious. <laughs> and rot. Ooh. Ooh, damn. Anyone remember this? Anyone play a little game called Lollipop Chainsaw? Oh, shit. I, did, I never did. <laughs> I huh. never did play that game. It was okay. Not not one of Grasshopper Manufacturer's better games. A uh, little, little too fixated, maybe, on giving you achievements for picking up the main character's skirt. But it was kind of a cool concept. A, a cheerleader who's secretly a zombie hunter and wields a giant chainsaw running around with the head of her uh, boyfriend that's being magically kept alive because he got bitten by a zombie and needed to be saved. Going around town hunting zombies, and the third level, she arrives at a place called the O'Bannon Farm, and there is nothing from the zombies there to indicate that anything psychedelic or hippie-like is going on. them crops, cut the grass, it needs water, put the cows up to, how's the horses? I Yeah, typical zombie stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hemorrhoids, horses, etc. But you start to discover these giant mushrooms scattered around the farm, and when you break them open, weird hallucinatory shit happens with giant zombie chickens that gradually turn into these giant chicken-headed mechanism things, and uh, the nightmare just coalesces until you find the person at the center of it who's like this floating zombie hippie mystic with a sitar named Mariska. Thought I heard some sitar in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's some more. Open your heart (laughs) and let my music guide you. (laughs) 
into the world of everlasting peace <laughs> and rot <laughs> and hell. I mean, I guess being a zombie, she's a little bit fixated on rot. She also has kind of a unique appearance that like she looks like she was torn apart and stitched back together and uh you find out why that is when you administer what you think is a killing blow and saw her in half at which point one truth become <laughs> two truths become <laughs> So her two halves regenerate into two independent zombies, and then they tear themselves apart and regenerate into four zombies. And pretty soon you have just a bunch of illusory floating zombies that are driving uh, combine harvesters at you. And you need to shoot them and, until like the, the one true zombie is revealed and then administer a few hits and listen to the weird cryptic things that she says when she's vulnerable. Yeah, this had to end it on zombie getting sawed in half. You know, um, I'm beginning to think Tim Gunn should have been fired. Not James James Gunn. Gunn. (laughs) Damn it! What is wrong with me tonight? James Gunn. I had the reference loaded. It's it's why Guardians is taking so long. He's rewriting. He's rewriting this. Um, Wait, what? This is James Gunn was a co-writer on this game. Was he really? Yes, he was. Yeah. Oh man. Yes, and that voice you're hearing of the uh, the cheerleader Mm -hmm. that is Tara Strong. She's like half the Nickelodeon voices you recognize. The concept is really fun. Uh, I, re- I remember trying to play it on PS3 when it came out, and it's just like, eh, this kind of feels like basic hack and slash to me, but uh, it had its fans for sure. And just watching videos of it, it's just like, yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of really silly creative stuff in here. There's like moments where you put your boyfriend's head on a zombie's body, and he has to do like a dance while like you hit buttons rhythmically and uh, he, he'll like slowly dance up to like some big barrier and clear it for you, huh. um, and and yeah, just a lot of weird creativity that still boils down to like you're hitting things with a chainsaw and gathering lollipops, and you also have a huge shotgun that shoots uh, lipstick rocket bullet things. Uh, TL, the voice of the boyfriend, was actually someone you would also recognize. That's Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Lex Luthor uh, from Smallville. Oh, wow. Uh, you mean Flash from Justice League Unlimited and also Justice League, the t- animated show. Yes. GLU, that's what we call it. The big fans yes. like me who have seen three episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. It's, he's, I love Michael Rosenbaum. I, I don't, this game, there's a lot about this game I should love. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was just weird. I think it came out in what, 2000, it was, uh, tw- it was 2010? Sounds about right. when this game came out? Uh, 20, it was just 2012. Oh, okay. 2012. Okay. I know it was a PAX year. It was a year I went to PAX. Because oh, yeah. I think I actually had an appointment to... I didn't have an appointment. Tony Wilson, friend of the site, Tony Wilson had an appointment hey, to go... Tony! ...to, to go um, meet with Grasshopper about this game. And I, it's just something I just missed. Like, I, I heard about, like, very strong. It was well, very marketed I, I, very well. I think it, it fell into that thing that, like... Um, that they don't really do anymore that like a sto- a single player story is not going to merit you a $60 triple A 
release. You just you can't do that anymore. Right. And what? That's, that's all this. That's all the game had is like it's silly as fuck. Like, would you spend all your money on it? Like, how long does it take? Like six hours? Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know because it's like I think the game before this was was um, No More Heroes, which I I absolutely oh, yeah. loved. Right. And I just don't know why this just dropped. It just never. Yeah, but there's it, a core gameplay concept behind uh, here. No more heroes. That's true. And this is like everything. Every level will be different. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I'm just not sure if that's that. That's something you can. It, it, it should exist, but it just isn't a sixty dollar. I mean, triple A. This game. this also definitely had some good ideas. It maybe leaned into the horniness a little too heavily at a time when the game uh. industry was starting to turn away from that. Yeah. I, well, the, the rap I always heard about it is like brilliant concept, and then mm. it was well written. So there yeah. you go, James Gunn. But um, but it, the, the the execution in terms of the combat and stuff was pretty bland. Like yeah. it was it was pretty yeah, boring it was just to play. Like kind of straightforward hack and slash. Like okay, this this is fun for a few minutes, but yeah. it, it's kind of hard to sustain interest. But I think when you look at it, you expect like oh, that's going to be cheerleader Bayonetta. Like she's going to mm-hmm. have super stylish yeah. moves with and, a chainsaw, and it's not, and, and not it's that not at all. That. No. no, no, it's not no. that at all. No. Mm. no. Maybe if Platinum did this game instead of Grasshopper. Uh, maybe they can do a sequel. Who knows? That would be cool. Do it with Grasshopper. I don't care. Uh, but but yeah. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, okay game. Pretty good hippie. And and that hippie boss fight, it also get, gets like more and more elaborate as, as you get through it, as any good boss fight should. It gets to the point where things get seriously psychedelic, like the skybox just becomes close-ups of Mariska's eyes and giant versions of her hand will reach out of the center of the the arena and try to smash you um i hate that shit i hate when video games become the fucking woozle scene from winnie the pooh man. woozle like, scene yeah. f-a-lumps and woozles, woozles motherfucker all right <sighs> thank you chris i need to get my back i i get it you guys like disney uh-huh. stuff you like it when games are as close to real life as possible and don't take Sorry, any flights Sorry, whatever, the guy who introduced himself as Black Panther. Like <laughs> the, fucking, <laughs> the blackest uh, Black Panther. character since Oswald the Rabbit. The Black, the Black Panther organization started it in 1968. Yeah, Chris. Uh, oh, that's what you were referring to. Okay. Yes, I, I take was. away my Wakanda Forever gesture I made during mm-hmm. And as, as we all know from Forrest Gump, the hippies really get along well with the Black Panthers, right? Or, or, I, I wanted to play that clip so bad and said, I'll just do it. I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> it's, watching clips of Forrest Gump, I still don't believe it existed. And, and I've seen it 400,000 times. And, and people hate that movie, and it's so great. Oh, I love it. Right. I think it can go both ways. Yeah. People love that movie, and it's so terrible. Yeah, it's fun, but it didn't deserve a best picture. Come on. Anyway. You just like Pulp Fiction. Mm, I do. I do. I still resent that shit. Anyway. Number two. I guess even trees get lonely. So I camped out there and talked to her, gave her some hugs and some really good plant food I brewed. Her leaves really perked up with my kind words. Then I awoke one night and the tree was gone. There sat the girl of my dreams in her place. I was totally thrilled. Even if I did kind of miss the tree. Uh, I'm 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 willing to bet none of you have played this game. Of course this not. Series. I've never played. What was that? Chris Jericho, the game. Uh, it, uh, sorry, it did sound <laughs> again like with the Chris Jericho. That was Steve Bloom, veteran I'm voice say, actor. That's, that's very that's much Spike Sonic people. the Hedgehog. Yeah, that is very. That's uh, Steve Bloom. Wait, Steve Bloom. Is this Shadow of the Damned? This is not Shadow of the Damned. 
Okay. This is much older than Shadow of the Dam. This was when Steve Bloom was much earlier in his career. This would have been the late 90s, uh, probably around the time of Toonami. But uh, this is Quest for Glory, specifically 3 and 5. That that clip was from 5, and this character is a guy named Salim Nafs. You first meet him in Quest for Glory 3, in an area that is... Nominally Arabian-themed, and he's an apothecary, and in stark contrast to his surroundings, he looks like a middle-aged white hippie. And this is his theme music when you walk into his shop. Hey man, welcome to my shop. I sell CBD oil and other accessories you can use to smoke legal This better tobacco. be ancient Egypt. Jesus yeah, here Christ. in medieval Egypt, wherever you know, it is. This just makes me wonder, were hippies some of the first like people to like culturally appropriate? Uh, I was thinking people? about that earlier, actually. No. It's like, no, they, they weren't by any stretch. But this is the, it was the point where like it became sort of a weird part of youth culture that we're just going to like appropriate all this random stuff in the th- in a way that we think is respectful but really kind of isn't yeah <laughs> like we we sort of half understand these native and tibetan rituals that we're appropriating yeah it's it's like i i took a vacation during yeah. a summer during college one time and now i claim to understand everything going yeah. on in these countries yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey man, I, I was outside the outskirts of Sri Lanka for like five seconds, and yeah. now I know all about everything. Yeah. Hey man, you don't even know about the struggle in Darfur, man. No, neither do you, you fucker. <laughs> I learned all I need to know about Asian mysticism on a layover. Yeah. <laughs> I read a brochure about about Tibet when I was in like London, and uh-huh. there's some heavy stuff going on there, man. Oh, yeah, totally. But uh, but Salim Nafs is is probably the most positive uh, representation of a hippie on this list. He's he's a very friendly, kind character. Uh, his name means undamaged soul in Arabic, according to the wiki. Oh. The tree stuff that he's talking about at the beginning, in Quest for Glory 3, you find this woman who is has been turned into a tree, and so you tell Salim about her, and so he goes and he finds her, and he takes care of her until the magic wears off and she becomes a woman again. And then they get married and move to this place that is very heavily inspired by Greece. And they, they open another apothecary together. So you, you go there in Quest for Glory 5 and you meet them. And they once again play a key role in the storyline. They come up with antidotes. They care for injured characters. They're great. Salim Nafs is great. Also, uh, cool aside, in in his shop in Quest for Glory 3, he has a water pipe, unsurprisingly. And if you have a tinderbox, <laughs> if you have a tinderbox, you can light it up and partake. When you do, like, like everything just sort of changes colors and you hear this. I think that actually sounds like a, a recorded sound clip that they put in. It doesn't sound like PC speaker audio. <laughs> I could be wrong. But also, if you smoke it more than twice, it's an instant game over because you become a, a hopeless drug addict and start eating out of <laughs> trash cans 
and you give up on your quest and you'll never be a hero. They don't explain how Salim can have it and and operate a shop successfully without becoming a dumpster diving drug addict. But okay, whatever. Because the first thing I think of when I think of drug use is dumpster diving. Like mm-hmm. the- <laughs> yeah. That's just like, you, you eat out of trash cans now. Is that is that dumpster diving? Is that, I almost said gimmick, but is that trope because of the um, Charles Manson stuff? No, no. That, that's been around way before Charles Manson. Okay. It's freaking dog. You got to yeah. you know, ride that freaking train. Exactly. I had to do it for like a year in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, no man. dumpster diving, but I live mm. with a lot of foodies and chefs like... You gonna finish that? Mm. Well, and I also knew like people in college who'd like talk about dumpster diving. They go, "Oh man, stores throw out the best stuff all the time." Now you know, like they'll they'll get returns and they'll just like throw it away so they they won't have to, you know, ship it out. And it's great. Mm-hmm. You can get furniture. You can get electronics. So uh, mostly mostly vegetables. though. Yeah, and it's mostly just rotting vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, Still good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's also fairly new vegetables because they supermarkets throw shit out all the time. That's uh, only close to its expiration date. Tomatoes are ugly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nobody wants such ugly tomatoes. <laughs> what will we do with them? There's actually a really cool company. Um, I don't know if they're based around here or not, but it's called like Ugly Juice. Where they take all the ugly fruits and vegetables that grocery stores won't sell because mm-hmm. people won't buy them, and they just make them make juice out of them. Yeah, which is you like, won't have to look at them now. Yeah, you don't have to see it; it's just yeah. a juice, which is actually like that's a really good solution to that stupid, stupid problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, I think all fruits um, are beautiful on the inside, mm-hmm. and they're not ugly at all. Except um, I'm sure except the, the ones that are happy to hear you say that, <laughs> oh. especially with such except with, uh, except pomegranates, which look like they're like. Ridden with maggots on the uh-huh. inside. Yeah, the red maggots. But it's just seeds. Those Try to overcome that, visual fuckers. Uh, anyway, back to the game. <laughs> so Quest for Glory, like, I, I remember hearing, like, huge praise for that when I was growing up. And the, the last one in the series is the one that I finally played because they made it for Mac. And that was, like, I, I was used to Sierra games being these fairly linear point-and-click things. You... You go find the, the pie at the beginning so you can use it at, on the Yeti at the end in Terrible t- King's Quest V, but they got better than that. This was like the first taste of something like an open world game that I had where you you had a lot of freedom in how you decided to pursue the plot. You could be a thief, you could be a mage, you could be a warrior, and the story could evolve differently depending on which one you chose. And it, it all felt very organic, like this is a world that would react to you, that you were kind of set free to explore and prod at, and it felt like a living world right up until I got stuck somewhere, so I looked up an FAQ, and I started to get through the game with that, and it's just like, this completely transforms the experience. It's now just another linear adventure game. It lost its magic when I when I started looking into hints, so... Live and learn, I guess. But, uh... But yeah, someone out there I'm sure is happy to hear me talking about Quest for Glory. It was it's an uh, it's uh, an entry I did not expect yeah. for the top five. Yeah, and, we're and that's generally much more mainstream. You are old if you remember Quest for Glory. Not that old. It was a '90s. So oh, I don't think like '90s like '90s Sierra games are old. I was just '90s yes, Sierra games. Like I was, I don't know. I was playing. I was playing Command and Conquer at the time. Hmm. It's more RTS. There's oh, no hippies in Command and Conquer. It's true. <laughs> 
It's more recent than Earthbound. <laughs> I have no idea why I want to challenge you on this deal. <laughs> <laughs> about what? About Kate? About there being a hippies and Candy Cocker? I'm pretty sure yeah, the game Kane, is... Yeah, Kane, the original hippie. <laughs> I, I, I understand the criteria of this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Quest for Glory Collection, by the way, is available on Steam and probably GOG.com. So uh, if you're interested to play these games, you can. You can also play this one because it exists in many different editions. Whoa, man. I never thought I'd see that. A Fed out smoking me, huh? What are you, dude? FBI? DEA? Nah, I'm more like a private investigator. Friend, you give off a positive energy. <laughs> Does he, though? Somebody knows what this is. Rest in this peace. This is San Andreas, right? Yes. Rest in peace, Peter Fonda. Yeah, this is San Andreas. That is the truth voiced, yes, by Peter Fonda. Legendary hippie actor, uh, well, actor who played some hippies here and there. Yeah. He was an Easy Rider, the Easy the Rider himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, yeah, he, he was in the hippie movie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but became associated with the movement. So yeah, he he got pulled back to play a hippie named the Truth, who is just a, you know a cool older dude, a prolific pot farmer. How prolific? Let's find out. Damn, man, there must be two tons of that stuff back there. Three <laughs> Rama. Uh, and uh, he's he's uh, not quite as peace-loving as uh, he might at first lead you to think. I'm a man of peace, but some squares across that ridge are not respecting my peace. I mean survivalist maniacs, right-wingers, fascists. They have a harvester, and I need one. Get it? Then you can pay me. Namaste, Carl. The fuck that mean? (sighs) (laughs) The original Antifa right there, Mm -hmm. man. Attack those fascists. How dare he? Well, we don't actually know if they're survivalist gun nuts. The important thing is that they have something he wants, and you have to go steal it from them. They, They are heavily armed. They will charge into gunfire to defend their crops and their their harvester so uh yeah yeah but and then there's cj who will literally do whatever anybody asks yes, him to do absolutely anything <laughs> <laughs> but he's never happy about it he's always pissed off to be mm-hmm. doing it no the most gangsta shit imaginable is to do whatever you're told yeah. but complain yeah and uh, it was one of it led to one of my favorite missions of the entire that entire game was just like burning an entire crop of marijuana. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because the, the police start to close in. There's a helicopter overhead. And you and the truth have to go out with flamethrowers and burn his entire crop before they show up. I'm sorry, but every time yeah. I hear his name, the truth, I just think you're playing with some rapper or something in the game. Mm. Um, that's called his name was Ron Killings. He's not a, a rapper. <laughs> Ron, the truth. He, he, he was take a rapper. He belt for me, man. He was a rapper, T.M. Yeah. That picture of him with Tupac is a classic. Now the truth does a different kind of rapping, man. He sits down to talk to you about your feelings. Yes. Oh, no, he doesn't. He yeah. gets really blazed in a van that you're trying to drive, man. Can't do a good impression yeah. of it. I think the, the truth that I'm thinking of is David Allen Greer's puppet on Crank Anchors, which is coming back. Wow, okay. Yeah. That is tr- you know, it's, true. It's, he's, he's, tr- he's telling the truth. Crank Anchors, for some reason, in this year, 2019, is coming back. Um, for the third time on a... Di- a- yeah. The show can't die. Um, but I was also thinking about, isn't there that mission, like, I think it's one of the hallucination missions in uh, GTA 6, where you're murdering a bunch of hippies? 
Nah, dude, you, you got to tell us all about GTA Six. <laughs> yeah, please do tell <laughs> it. Wait, I mean GTA Five. Um, I mean, I remember you murder a bunch of aliens. Yeah, when you aliens and clowns. I don't think there's hippies. To to what song, by the way? I don't know. I don't remember. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, Danny you know, Elfman. Oh, it's that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is the fucking. It is the nightmare clown theme when his, his bike is getting dropped uh, into the Devil's Cauldron. Oh, you're right, Jesus. But then love that series. But then the running joke is that uh, yeah, Michael smokes it and fights aliens, and Trevor smokes it and fights clowns, and Franklin smokes it and he's unaffected completely. He's just like, what? This is weak. Oh, Franklin. <laughs> he he knows his endo. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only legit gangster. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Speaking of, uh, Carl has a rather different view on weed. You want to hit on this? A little temple chairs and a cocktail with some Nepalese munga munga. Put that thing out, man. I can't see. Oh, out, brother. It's good shit. Put it out, motherfucker. I'm warning you. Whoa, chill the fuck out. Firstly, you are a real buzz killer, amigo. And secondly, I never made love to my mother. She wouldn't. And thirdly, we're in this together, so be cool. I like that the clever little she wouldn't. I, he tried. She wouldn't. Hey, hey. All he had to do was wait, what, another, from that game, another 30 years? That would be a top Pornhub category. Um, Hippie on no. corpse porn? What? No, begging your mom for it. Peter Fonda Painel. <laughs> Uh, no, like, is is CJ the biggest bummer? Like, like Claude doesn't count because Claude is Claude. But like, just CJ's just a bummer the whole game. He's just like, I don't want to do any of this. This sucks. Like, all this sucks. He kind I don't of is, but, weed. but that the 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 fact that he kind of cops that attitude makes him more relatable than the other GTA protagonists. It's like, what is this? I just want to live a normal life. Yeah, it is. It is the only game that makes you work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you bike to this mission, fatty? Mm-hmm. I had like just super yoked CJ too. I just mm-hmm. I spent so much time working out in that game just because it was it was like cartoonishly huge too. It was amazing. Yeah. What was it? I, I remember once like so it had that thing where people would like throw compliments or insults your way, and you could yeah. like hit hit left or right on the D pad to respond positively or negatively. And I have a memory of like. Somebody saying like, "Wow, you're super buff, man!" And like the response that came back was like, "Yeah, this is me compensating for some other shit." <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, Mike? <clears throat> That's just what the line was. He's man. saying he has small shoes. Exactly. <laughs> he had to counterbalance his gigantic cock, is what he said. Small <laughs> shoes, which he cramps his enormous penis inside. <laughs> Uh, compensating for the fact that he he steals all his cars instead of buying. Them. I use Jordans like condoms. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that only... sounds un- like that sounds like unpleasurable for everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just rolling that thick. Patreon.com slash. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you use the hot coffee mod, as we all know. Mm-hmm. God, that was horrifying. Otherwise, they're Converse, mm-hmm. not Jordans. I think I, I did a, a, a thing once for for Games Radar where I like like took a, a screenshot of hot coffee and I realized something about it and I just zoomed in on CJ's mouth and it's like it's the exact shape of a shark's jaws. <laughs> jaws unleashed too. Exactly. Confirmed. Yeah, it was hidden in there all the whole time, like uh, like Frog Factions two and Glittermitten Grove. Confirmed. The, yeah, yeah, the, sh- the sharks from Five are actually CJ. They are. They are. They're his CJ, ultimate form. And they're also Jaws, and they're also the truth, because all things are unified in a universal truth. Matt. 
in the Universal 24-7 champion, Ron the Truth Killings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this reference. It's a wrestling thing. He's Let's a, he's a wrestler who is named the Truth. Sure. <laughs> well, I think that about killed it. So, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. on that note, let's Hippies, take a little man. break. That's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. Wait, wait. I had a, I oh. had a, I had a hippie that you didn't talk about. Really? I don't think you guys know about. Impossible. Right, so, okay. There is a character in Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh-huh. um, who is one of the trial captains, Mina. She's a fairy trial captain, and she's like a legitimate. Her her character description is that she is a vagabond. Mm-hmm. That her she's from a family of vagabond, and she is a an artist who instead of rather instead of putting you through a trial would rather just give you your badge because she feels like trials are kind of passe. She's right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no. So there is actually a hippie in the Pokemon game. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had one that I just don't think you could find good sounds for probably michael um and that is not now that is the character of george carlin from the Uh, cars video game yeah if you play the cars video game uh, i really hope you like the song free ride because you're going to hear it over and over and over again right but he of course plays the the uh fillmore the hippie hippie van Mm. basically i get it i get it and i think it's one of his last roles yep (laughs) i think it is too yeah yeah (laughs) And as we, as we uh, showed on a, on a different episode of VGA, one of the other classic voices from the car, one of the Cars games was Randy Macho Man Savage, and I believe it was his last role played like that monster truck. I should just do a laser yeah, time I, I, on... I meant to say it in the hippie episode that, that George Carlin was cast almost exclusively as a hippie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even though in our entire lifetime, other than the ponytail, I don't know how you'd classify him as one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would hate hippies. I, th- I think like he, somebody would well, hate he, he had he a lot had a of hippie, hippie characters yeah. back in the day. Yeah. 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 Right. I think I think he was probably ex-hippie, yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, he, when you he see his early also... comedy years, he's pretty straight-laced, right? He's got, like, the suit on. Yeah, but he, he became a bit of a hippie in the 60s yeah. and 70s. He, the he hippie-dippy weatherman, do not make me school you on George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, you know I was also a hippie. I I very much believed in the flower power. Oh yeah, too much. I, too I, that is the best George Carlin I have heard in a long, long time. And <laughs> Tell us about the like, word you can't say on television, George. Carlin. I'm not, but I'm not kidding around. Like, there's an invisible man living in the sky, <laughs> but he loves you. Like, like he, he, I'm not kidding. Like, it's it's there's a macho man. Progression there. Never mind. Leave there's, me there's a little bit. There's a little yeah. bit of Chong in there too. Like I, I originally thought it was Chong playing that character. Yeah. Well, we should we should do a laser time on like terrible last roles by beloved actors at some point. I think oh, we did. Yeah. One of my least favorite is uh, uh, Scotty from Star Trek uh, in the third sequel to Brave Little Toaster straight, that went straight to video. Oh my. And, but the the worst one is Orson Welles in yeah. Transformers the movie. <laughs> yes. As he described it, I play a toy who eats, who eats other, toys. other toys. I'd much rather play a fat man who sits in a restaurant screaming about champagne. Yes. Why don't you make a movie about me talking to Dick Cavett for an hour? Like, I just I just saw like the greatest Orson Welles interview. I was watching this YouTube chat and like they're talking about like jump scares. He's like He's like, yeah, you just put a bird in Citizen Kane. It's like, yes, that way would freak you out. And I was like, Orson Welles kind of ruled, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he Because he, he, thought, he thought people's interest was waning and he wanted to wake them up. And it's it's super jarring. Like when you think the movie's like almost over, but it isn't a giant, a bird screams at you in the camera. That yeah. movie's way out of its time. Never, never forget, this is it. the man who terrified America with War of the Worlds on that radio program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. 
All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some Astral Chain, some Blair Witch, some uh, Catherine Gears 5, possibly, we haven't played. Uh, you almost went alphabetical. You went ABC, Astral Chain, I? Blair Witch, oh, Catherine. <laughs> Just like that guy in Gears who always dies. I forget his name. Carmine. Dave Batista. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll get into all that shit uh, when we come back from the break right after this. What is it? Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. That's how you end up crying to a Fleetwood Mac grandma <laughs> montage one in the morning. All and, been there. Uh, not me. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome me. to the club. Um, welcome to the club. That was weird. My buddy's like, I'm going to set you up with this girl, but I got to tell you right now, she's way too out of your fucking. League. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he had been asking me, like, you ever seen queer for the straight guy? I'm like, no, no, no. And, and, and like, why do you keep asking me that? And like, why don't you shave your neck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to introduce you to my friend. I want you to shave your I neck. I mean, that's fair. I like someone bringing it up bluntly to me, but you yes. know, I tend to shave about once a week because my, of course, my reaction is like, "Fuck that! No, no, not fuck that! No. I'm willing to change." It is good to have a friend who mm. will give you that feedback. I was just talking about that the other weekend. I, my best friend, Darbs, she doesn't live near here anymore. She hasn't in a long time, but she's. I still love her. She's my mean friend. Mm-hmm. She's my friend that'll tell me like. You need to retire that outfit. (laughs) Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we will just jump straight in because there is no time to waste before we get to the... Oh my god, there's so much stuff to talk about. I'm proud of your restraint, or your control, if you will. Oh, all right. Uh, well, really, that came really out last week, but go did. for it. It did. I just wanted... I, I, so I did get to play Control, uh, just echoing everything Michael was saying about the game. Um, that game goes places and does really cool shit if you can run it. I will say that. I, mm. I So I have a, a 1050 in my, in my PC, and... Um, Boy, that thing is struggling. That, that card came out in 2016. It's not like it's an old card. Okay. Yeah. But that thing is struggling with that game. And you know, it almost feels like admitting defeat when you have to change all your settings to low in a PC game. It's like, why am I even playing this on PC? <laughs> like, right. Like, you, just, you just feel bad about yourself? I mean, that's like, I really want to play Control because I've heard really good things about Control. I have a launch PS4. That's not happening. I'm yeah. not. I, I can't. I can't play it. And that's does a it, Does it run poorly on. on- non-pro ps4s yes. yes the frame rate is supposed to, is really really bad especially like in high like high tents of areas it's really terrible frame rate i know that they are currently working on patching it yeah it doesn't doesn't feel like they optimized the game that that well before it launched because it does chug on 
you know, 1050, you should be able to run run some stuff. But um, but yeah, I, when I've been able to play it, it's it's uh, it's just there's nothing like it. There's there's no shooter like it. It's really cool. It's, it's, it's like they, they evolved that Alan Wake formula, and it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, worth checking out for sure. But that that was last week, like Michael said. We got. Yeah. Fucking ton of games to get into. Oh, man. Astral Chain is the game that everyone on Twitter is probably horniest for right now. (laughs) Um, It's Platinum Games, uh, Switch exclusive. Uh, You get to play as a futuristic police officer, male or female, uh, in a city under a terrifying uh, demon-alien invasion. And uh, in order to fight back, you have to harness these monsters called legions. That uh, you control through the titular astral chain, which is uh, chained to you, and uh, these these run a gamut from uh, big sword carrying dudes that float around behind you, and uh, that you can like they'll they'll automatically attack enemies as you direct them. They can move around and collect certain things, and part of the conceit is like they're invisible to people who don't wield them, so. Uh, most of the people don't know about them, even though you can, I I think someone on Twitter illustrated like, well, this would be kind of weird that like you can ride around on like beast type legions and like, what, what does that look like to people who just see somebody floating through the air, straddling (laughs) something invisible? Someone floating through the air, straddling something invisible. Looks like Wonder Woman, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Invisible jet. But, uh, I think this is... I was reading a review. I've only gotten a few hours in, and uh, the game hasn't really revealed itself in full to me yet. But uh, reading about what happens later, like, it starts out is like, this is a really good brawler. Like, hack and slasher, you you can switch between, like, uh, a riot baton and a gun, and... Uh, you know, you can decide whether you want, like, let have your legion attack close up these monsters that appear while you hang back, or you can just get in and mix mix it up with them. And sometimes you'll like uh, your hair will turn blue, and you'll like link with the legion or whatever, and uh, you'll be able to like do these uh, team up combos that look really cool. But if you're playing as the, the female cop, uh, it's also possible to just, like, angle the camera down and, like, just get a close-up of those booty shorts she walks around in. You would, sicko. Yeah. But somebody pointed out, it's like, no, this is, like, next-level butt-flexing technology. Like, if you look up, you can see, like, the fabric crinkling as it moves across her ass. It's incredible. Whatever you gotta do to justify it to yourself, that's sure. fine. Yeah, okay. Um, you Like, you don't stare at butts in video games. Uh, <laughs> but it's the default view, man. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes. Um, but like, I've, I've also seen people po- posting videos this morning of like, there's something that makes you, you, for some reason you have to like walk up a staircase holding a mm. giant, uh, ice cream cone with like 10, 10 scoops and people keep dashing down and trying to knock it over. And, uh, but, but. Like, they're in, in each area that you go to, like, there are these big open areas. It's not open world, but, like, you have the main objectives that you're going through and doing, but there's also a lot of areas to explore in that you can, you know, just kind of solve more mundane problems, like lost balloons while you're uh, also fighting these otherworldly invaders. And uh, it, it adds up to a very full-featured, like, this. this is definitely one of the really good Platinum games. Platinum's back, baby. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, this in my mind's like in my mind space kind of reminded me a lot of like the conversation we had about Lollipop Chainsaw. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like there's just something on air where, like, in a 
in a world where there's so many games coming out, especially like even for the Switch, because next week, uh, Damon X Machina is coming out, and I need that game in my system like tomorrow. Really? Um, Did you play the former demo? Uh, I played, I've been playing the new demo. It okay. just came out today. I didn't like um, the, I didn't like the previous demo at all, but so yeah, maybe the new um, one would be better. But no, I really, I mean, I wanted to get, like, so I'm just, I'm afraid this is going to be one of those games where it just gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, I think, I think in terms of complexity and what it offers, like, this is definitely a cut above something like Lollipop Chainsaw. Like, this is more part of the Platinum Games lineage to which, uh, Things like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and Bayonetta and uh, Near Automata belong. Like, I heard someone describe it as kind of a Platinum Greatest Hits. Like, it does take several systems from their other games and just feels really good. But it is also yeah. unique in that it it doesn't, in some ways, doesn't feel like a typical Platinum game. Uh, no, it doesn't. And, and it, it also feels very, very anime. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right down to the point where you can guess, like... Oh, okay, this is where this character is going to selflessly sacrifice themselves and probably turn up again near the end of the game. Uh, yep, called it. Uh, you don't say. You get to look up someone's skirt in an anime game, huh? I mean, it's not a skirt, first off. It's spandex shorts. And uh, where Lollipop Chainsaw was a little bit more exploitive about the main character's sexuality, this time it's just incidental. I like, see. And but she's the only one. Like every, everyone else, like all the other female officers, wear booty shorts, but they also have like some sort of leggings that they wear under them. And she's the only one who goes around with bare thighs that I've seen so far. So just note, noting that because it's important to note that. Um, you know, you know, it has an even sexier woman lurking around hmm? in trees. What? Blair Witch. I'm trying to segue. That's a game that also came out this week. I'm about to say she's so sexy it makes someone go into the corner and cry. Exactly. (laughs) And you will do that. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. What what, what were you telling me that gives you the option of doing what at any time? Oh, you can uh so your character has an old school cell phone which on which you'll frequently get texts or calls while you're out in the middle of nowhere. And even if it says no signal, which just makes it even eerier. Mm-hmm. And when I say like old school cell phone, it's like an old, like early 2000s candy bar phone with like a black and white screen. And you, the, it has games on it and you can play uh, Snake or like a weird knockoff of Space Invaders. Ride the Snake. Ride yeah. the Snake. Yeah. So I you can, gonna, you can I be. I was going to ask him, can I play Snake? Because you can I play Snake. My old snake high you, you, Ride you can. Snake. You can just drop everything in the middle of exploring the super creepy Rustin Parr house near the end of the game and just sit there uh-huh. playing Snake. I'm so glad you knew the name of that house because I today mm-hmm. after discussing Blair Witch with you, I was like, I gotta, I gotta look up the Blair Witch ending again and try to figure this thing out because yeah, mm. apparently there's all this there's all this lore that you had to know from watching all the extra f- the special features on the DVD and all those like they had those documentaries. Yeah, yeah like Sci-Fi Channel aired a documentary yeah. in prime yeah. time, yeah. and yeah. I, I love that because that was like some more of the worlds type shit where they they played it like it was a real thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. these kids actually got lost hiking, and this is a documentary about yeah. that. Um, I also didn't realize uh, this takes, like, so So there are th- certain things that I realize now are, like, this is these are all key parts of Blair Witch lore, mm-hmm. in that uh, time manipulation seems to play a heavy role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have a camera with a night vision that is also a very important tool, especially later on, but uh, you'll find, like, little dat tapes scattered around the world, and... When you play them in the camera, like you'll play back and see something grisly happening, but it will also affect things around you. 
So like, for example, if you're watching a video and a door that is closed in the world around you opens, that door will open in the real world. If you And if you pause it there and, and you, you go to that door, you can go through. Now, this game's available on Game Pass, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. If you have I, I downloaded Pass, what I feel like it's weeks ago and I haven't touched it yet. Yeah. But it's uh, it's all first person, and you have you get you get a doggo, you go into the the, the black forest, whatever it's called outside Burkittsville, uh, with this uh, German shepherd named Bullet, who's very cute, and you really depend on him, uh, especially in the early acts of the game, and uh, you are largely you're not defenseless. I'll say that um, you there are monsters. Uh, they are not the Blair Witch. They are some sort of weird wood creatures that will pop up and, and move very quickly and hide behind trees. You have two ways of dealing with them. Uh, you can uh, make them go away by shining your flashlight at them, which makes them just sort of uh, disintegrate. And, Alan Wake style. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah, very okay. Alan Wakey. Or and, and your your dog during these sequences will growl and bark in a direction, and that's how you know where the monsters are going to come from. Uh, or you can turn off the lights and use the night vision on your camera to sense where they are and avoid them. Uh, I'm just going to, I won't spoil too much except to say that you might get a different ending depending on which one you do the most. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in this. Um, why now? Why now? Why now? I, I why get, not? I get the impression that it may have actually been conceived to, as a companion to the 2016 movie because yeah. there are certain things in it that come straight out of the 2016 movie. Uh, but maybe it just took too long in development and now here it is in 2019. That's the one that established the lore you're talking about of like the time pockets in, in these hills, right? Which is like yeah. certain areas are frozen in time, but once you enter in there, you're trapped. And that's that's yeah. why like in the but, original, but, they couldn't find the way out of the forest. Yeah, there are and, certain things like you'll find that you're, you're, you're there to join the search party for a uh, a kid that went missing, and uh, like so, you'll find like his tent early on, and then you'll you'll come back to it, and it's just like oh, that the, the, this is like overgrown with vines and stuff. I was just here a couple of hours ago. It looks like it's rot. It been rotting for years. Mm. Uh, thing, things like that, and um, yeah, there there is a sequence that comes straight out of the finale of the 2016 film. And then you find his body near the train tracks and have to confront your older brother and mm. his hoodlum friends. Yeah, eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is by yeah Team Bloober, who are the the Layers of Fear okay. developers. Okay, yeah. And uh, like I kind of got the sense it's like you kind of wanted to make a Silent Hill out of this, didn't you? Because there's a lot of sequences where like you find out. Pretty early on, the main character has some mental issues, so it's like, all right, is this real? Is this just in, in my fantasy. my head? Uh, you know, is this just fantasy? I caught a caught landslide, landslide. No, no, escape from reality. Um, yeah. Does the dog play the piano? The dog does not play the piano. That uh, we know of. Yeah, or, or work levers on a machine that uh, operates all the monsters, but... Uh, mm. The dog, the dog's so cute. I, I really like Bullet, and you can pet him, and you can give him treats. You have three treats. I don't know if uh, using them or not using them affects how the game plays out or its ending. Um, but yeah, you will. You you find out that like your character's done some shit, man, and the the woods will occasionally warp and uh, change to reflect these memories and confront you with them. So it's very Silent Hilly in that way. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, I had I had fun with it. 
Sounds like so. About once a year, I get I get a hankering for a horror game around mm-hmm. Halloween time. You know, it gets a little spooky. Hanker fall weather. For a hunk of horror. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so this sounds like the kind of game I could put some headphones on. Play yes. late at night around. It definitely the recommends headphones. Okay. And there are there are times when directional sound definitely comes in handy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe play alongside my real life dog so he can protect me mm-hmm. with my in game bullet dog. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, bunch of other stuff. Speaking of horror, Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. This is the uh, the Until Dawn folks. Yes. Did yeah. you, so did you play all the way through it? You I haven't, started I haven't playing played all bit? the way through it. I did finish Player Witch though. But uh, Man of Medan, I've I've played through the first few chapters, and it does you know classic horror movie setup where first it scares you with something spooky, and then it pulls out and it's just like, hey, here's this group of idealistic, good-looking young kids on a on a diving expedition, what are they going to find? What's going to happen to them? And you'll play as the different characters in turn, and you get to make choices uh, that will influence like how their personalities develop and uh, their relationships with the other characters that might uh, then influence things that happen later in the game. And the whole thing is, uh, it, again, like like Until Dawn, it's sort of uh, curated by this this character who's called the curator, who who's he's he's like the crypt keeper. He just shows up, like he introduces the story, and then there are like interstitial cutaways, like little little intermissions where it's like, oh, now we're back in his study, and he's like, oh, what's what's going to happen now? I think you've made some decisions that the you know the characters will definitely be proud of, and some they'll regret. Does he tell bad puns? No, he doesn't doesn't tell bad puns, but he is played by Pip Torrens, who, if you watch The Preacher, you know him as uh, Hair Star. He's See, really this good. seems like something that they should hire Jonathan Frakes, especially like now that Jonathan Frakes mm-hmm. is like getting all that for his for his weird show that he did on Sci-Fi Network is getting all that press now. Like yeah. think about it, like he's like, oh, you made that decision. Mm. Turns out that was really bad. Or like like, it would be really fun. To, it would, I, or yeah, since he became a meme of just Johnny Frakes asking you like a hundred questions. Yeah. Exactly. But no, I, I I'm very. I've not played Man of Madon yet, but I loved Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same sort of feel. Like it has very high production values visually, yeah. and you kind of get drawn into the characters and who they are. So like, even if not much, even if you don't have a lot of direct control over the gameplay, mm-hmm. it's still very satisfying. Does this one star but, any known actors like uh, Until Dawn did? Um, it does star kind of smaller named actors. They're okay. not very recognizable, but I feel like every character is like that character looks familiar. But then I look up the actor, it's like it looks nothing like the actor. No. Ah, okay. But sorry, Trav, I, I interrupted you. Were you going to say? No, 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 no. I was going to just say, I was going to make a joke. I was going to say, uh, if you're ever in a situation and you look around, it's, you're five or six very beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Um, find an ugly person yes. and bring them with you. Because that is that is the way to make sure that none of you guys die. Or that person will be the final girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. That person will be the final person, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, can I get your sign-off, your Italian sign-off on something, please? Ow! You need to play Man of Madon. Madon. <laughs> I'm inviting my hand when I say that too. Oh. <laughs> this guy over here with this fucking horror guy. <laughs> he keeps busting my kiomes. Hey, should I make this choice, make that choice? Yeah. <laughs> How has that never been a review feature? <laughs> like a t- old school Italian stereotype reviews video games. Hey, it's video game reviews with Jimmy the Wap. <laughs> they call me that because, uh, you know. This fucking loot box system keeps coming to me hat in hand, asking me for more fucking bones. <laughs> I already gave him six large, 
and now they want another currency to add on top of that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Fuck you, Xbox. Uh, real quick, here's a game that won't cost you six large. We 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 uh, didn't talk about so Torchlight two. Uh, and full disclosure, I work for the company that publishes this. Uh, came to came to console, uh, including Switch. And uh, one of my favorite write-ups so far is Polygon talking about how they love their chonky unicorn in uh, in Torchlight 2 on Switch, which is like the Switch-exclusive pet. So if you haven't played yeah. Torchlight 2 and are hankering for an action RPG, uh, check it out because it's only $20. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Not I bad like the all. term chonky because that's what everybody calls my cat. Yes, I'm sorry, Keeps. Yeah, I wonder if there's if there's any chonky things in Catherine Full Body, Michael. I don't I don't think any person in that game is even remotely chonky. Uh, <laughs> having only <laughs> played through the uh, the early uh, hours of original flavor Catherine. Um, yeah, I, I know that they they retooled this a bit. They added a new character, I think, that a new possibility for romance, possibly. Yeah, not right. a fucking enough. Mm, well, yeah. I don't. I don't. Here's the thing with these games, and and kind of like the upcoming Persona, where it's like, so I played through the original Catherine, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like they're changing enough to make it worth my while to go back and play through it again. Where it's it's just it feels like something. If you missed it the first time, this sounds like a great opportunity. Like, yeah, by yeah, all means, right. play this. Um, but yeah, when they do these slightly modified versions of these originals, uh, I don't know that I, I need to play that again. You know, you know what I thought was missing from Cubert anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, people play uh, Catherine competitively, so let's not. Do they? Let's not do yes, that. they do. Yes, that is is a thing. People at Evo play Catherine competitively. Man, my Vincent is the least emotionally tortured. <laughs> And people throw people throw knives at their feet competitively. That's... <laughs> the, the gameplay sequences of Catherine were quite fun. They're great. They're, they're yeah. it's like a quick time action puzzle game, but it's uh, right. does not blend. I don't know. It just it always felt so far removed from all the cinematic stuff and the and the. I'm sorry, but the bar scenes just fucking wear on and no, they go they're on and great. on and on. It, it's it's it, that part sucks. Um, I don't know. Like I disagree with the the statement was royal because royal seems like different. I agree with you. Like if you look at Persona Four, Vanilla and Golden, like there's some there were some like um, quality of life changes that were better, and I think that might be what's going on with Catherine Full Body. Mm-hmm. But Royal, I think, is different. Like Royal seems like it's going to be a vastly different game. Not, not vastly, but it's going to feel like a different game hmm. to play through. It's more kids like Pokemon Black and White and Black and White, uh, Pokemon Black and White 2. Like, where that game, where, like, it's kind of the same game, but they were definitely different. Yeah, I, I mean, so I played, like I said, I played played through the original Catherine, and a lot of the controversy uh, surrounding this game and the stuff I've heard is like, well, maybe I don't want to go back and, and play through this one because of some of the, uh, I guess, seemingly transphobic jokes that think, are still yeah, in the I game. Think they nope. addressed that, didn't they? That they I, said they were going to rewrite those? I heard they didn't really go far enough oh. with, with how they addressed yeah. it. Well, yeah, so. that's, yeah, that's my big thing where I probably will never be playing this mm. one. I played original Catherine. I enjoyed that fine. It was okay. Like that's it. Yeah, like, I, I I won't have to, I won't go full body. But, but those bits of the original made me uncomfortable. Like the the jokes they were making mm. in the bar and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, if they yeah. haven't really changed that, no thanks. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, another uh, remaster this week that I, I know Final Fantasy fans have been eagerly awaiting. Final Fantasy nope. Eight remastered. I think I'm the only Final Fantasy fan that cares about Eight. <laughs> no, you and Cat Bailey, friend of the show, Cat mm-hmm. Bailey, are the only people who have been stomping at this terrible game being remade. Cat bags <laughs> on the draw system as well. Like I, I, mm. I fully recognize that I am 
a minority that likes the draw system and think it adds a layer of complexity to the battles. Um, but the problem I have with this remaster is it's like a half remaster because the characters look beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. The backgrounds, Michael? The backgrounds are the same 480i <laughs> backgrounds from the, like all the 2D rendered backgrounds have just been blown up. They have not been repainted or sharpened or anything. And it, the, it's such a weird effect because it's like your ultra beautiful characters are like walking in, and it, it's, it's like you have selective uh, nearsightedness or something right. like yeah, the yeah, background yeah. is blurred, but the characters in the foreground look amazing. <laughs> And and the cutscenes also have not been retouched it's, at all. It's like playing life in the iPhone portrait view at all times. Like everything else is bokeh out and mm. just uh, blurry. And then yeah, one thing's in sharp focus. It, so th- that's that's a problem to me. Is that if you're Square, you didn't need to do this remake. Not many people were like demanding Final Fantasy yeah. VIII remake. And so if if you're gonna do it, take the time and do it all the way. But they like half did it. It's so weird. I think they I think they did it this way was because I think they lost the source code, right? Like cuz they the thing was like this was the game that never got re-released. And there are no people one who no are one knew one of the theories was they lost yeah. the source code. But if they lost the source code, they wouldn't have been able to it, it, look if if you lost the source code and you're remaking this game basically from scratch then then redraw the backgrounds, dude. Like it's hmm. you know why they did this TL is so they can charge you again when they do release that version that has the pretty backgrounds. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I will never play Final Fantasy VIII again. I've had friends who are like, oh, you should just play it again. It's like, no, I did that in 1999. 99? I I will say this does have some other enhancements beyond the graphics. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has, uh, I think you can push the left stick in and get it like to run at three times the speed. You can also click both sticks at the same time and turn off random encounters entirely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I'm listening. If you just want to get through a fucking segment and you don't want to constantly be harassed and you don't feel any particular need to grind your way through a bunch of battles, uh, that's a great option. Yeah, but then you then you might realize how nonsense the story is if you have to be confronted <laughs> with oh. it that quickly. Oh, they'll get me started on <laughs> Ultimecia and Squall and all this. You die halfway shit. through that game, and then you wake up, and they never bother to explain it. Yeah, but playing you're like you guys are all the same from the same orphanage at the same like uh-huh. <laughs> it's fucking a, stupid. A floating God, military academy. Yeah. Hey, that's but, fine. That's just yeah. fine. Fantasy. But um, yeah, th- playing through the early moments of FF8 Remastered made me realize like all my favorite Final Fantasies are the ones that start with a bang. Like Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII. They mm-hmm. all start off with like something really cool is happening and you're in the middle of it. Yeah. And this is like there's a cutscene, and you wake up injured. Then you're in class. Then you're wandering around your school and you have to give a girl directions and then someone explains a card game to you and it's like, I have not even done one fight yet. But wait, there's a ball you can go to ah. and then and then they can play <laughs> this this uh, Grammy-nominated song. Mm-hmm. Which is a really good song. To dance. It's a really good song. Yeah. It is a good song. You're the there best, you're the best looking guy game. here yeah. at this ball. Did you see, did <laughs> yeah, you see that the Square yeah, did they, an update on that meme? They ruined the meme, man. <laughs> It's a great meme. <laughs> but it's also a great way to show, like, look how good our character models look yeah, compared to the original. Is. If you have never played Final Fantasy VIII, I'll, I'll just say it. Go play it. Like, mm-hmm. Final, I like Final Fantasy VIII a lot. Uh, but 
as TL was saying, for someone who played that back in 99 or whenever the original released, and Square, I feel like they, with all of these remakes, they there's always like one thing about them that they forget or they overlook or they miss, and it's just like they're they're so close to being perfect, and then they, it's just like one thing, and in this, it's like the background. It's like, just, just yeah. why didn't you redo the backgrounds, yeah. please? Hey, yeah. Square, just re- remake Brave Prince of Musashi. If you're going to do these 99 yes. Agreed. Games, I want to revisit please. the All You Can Eat Kingdom. <laughs> Just make that Damn game, it. I love that game I mean, we so can go much. to Sizzler after the show if you want. That's uh, okay. fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just what the kingdom's called, but sure. <laughs> that too. What else came out, man? Oh, I mean, what else didn't come out? Jesus. Um, um, so we have not had a chance to play it yet, but uh, Monster Hunter World, the, the big Iceborne expansion, hits at the end of the week. So I think by the time you're listening to this, that will be out. Um, so thoughts on that next week. And then uh, NBA 2K20 is also hitting at the end of the week. So uh, mm-hmm. don't expect thoughts on that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Um, I thought it was very funny that they got rid of the – they're trying to fix the – they're trying to overhaul the VC system, which is like how they're, they're, they're gamble to win. Um, you pay a lot of money to get better at the game. Yep. So they're trying to rehaul it. And – they did, but then they also put in a fucking slot machine in the game. It's not great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm going to play that game because those NBA 2K games are a lot of fun and I'm going to play them. They take it from a guy who, uh, who bought card packs in the recent Madden Ultimate Team mode. So yeah, I, I do enjoy that. I get it. But, fucking uh, nerds! I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shaking. First of all, I play franchise mode where I get to play my fantasy of being a general manager. Uh. Uh, I do not play any of the ultimate team mode stuff. No. Excuse well, me. Well, then you're not really playing the game. Hmm. Uh, another couple of games came out that we haven't had a chance to play yet. Uh, River City Girls, way forward, tackling the uh, the River City Ransom uh, formula with with playing as the girlfriends instead of Kunio and Ricky. Uh, so that 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 looks really really cool. We've obviously been very excited for it for a while. It's supposed to be out while we're recording this. Yeah, it's not showing up on any storefronts yet. It'll probably be out tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's what I just looked on um, from. So Way yesterday Ford's morning, thing, yeah. if you're hearing this on Friday. <laughs> yeah, WayForward just said it, it's coming out at nine. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, really? <sighs> so right. yeah, uh, also, I want to play that game. Gears of War five. And while mm-hmm. we haven't oh, been yeah. able to play it, uh, I did talk it up a little bit at the beginning of the show. But so I do feel obligated to say like. From what I've been reading in reviews and stuff, like this seems to be a big change-up for the Gears formula. That uh, it's it, it tries to do more interesting things. The the first line of the Polygon review is: "Am I playing a Gears game or Uncharted?" Uh, like I've I've seen people saying that like yeah I've been through several fights where I barely took cover at all. That it, it moves at a faster rate. Um, it, it's trying to do new and interesting things. So. Great. It changes the default control scheme for the first time in the entire series' existence. Does it? Mm-hmm. How so? Uh, I forget. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but it was it was it was from playing the beta. But like, I played so much Gears, like I, I know what to do. And like, uh, yeah, there's a couple buttons that are different now. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it might be out. It might be out at the end of this week. I think if you get one of the special editions you get to play it at the end of the week special or, edition or the ultimate game pass which I, I have. don't know what I, the fuck I, I have I have ultimate game pass cuz they had that deal where you upgraded for a dollar so I yeah I yes which yeah so that that is hey again if you have game pass you have no reason not to try this game I don't yeah. have, I don't know yeah. I don't know that I have ultimate game pass but I have it preloaded 
Unless I you're, I have a, games a reason to not try it. It's yes. that if you're near the end of your quota with uh, with your ISP cable Did I internet that provider last or whatever. Yes, I went over too. I downloaded Forza and Gears Four, and Gears Four is over a hundred gigs. Yep, oh my. and my ISP sent me a message, and we were talking about Google Stadia in the Laser Time community this week, and it was. That shit, I never, I never predicted that. Like, hey, you're you're about fifty gigs from going over your like terabyte data cap, and like that's never happened before, and that is only because of that's Game Pass. It's gonna be the norm next yeah. generation too. I'm uh, sure. So, yeah, and and dude, as a guy who uh, just reached his data cap on his cell cell plan, when they say they're gonna throttle your data speed, like they ain't lying. That is some serious. That is more than throttling. They're they're just putting the choke on the fuel line there. It's Jesus. fucking like. Data trickles through when they throttle you. So, yeah, it's fucked, man. I, I, and, hey, we're trying to do this whole streaming gaming thing. Um, yeah, until they fix that, I don't know how much reality this mm-hmm. is going to be. Yep. Cable companies have a monopoly over their system, and they should be stopped. Yes. No, I think <laughs> it all should be legal. It's great. <laughs> free market economy, baby. Yeah, get rid of net Network. neutrality. Let them That's charge not free market. To, to government, use YouTube. Government sets into place those monopolies with the cable companies. That's, That's not true. free market. Yeah, that's true. Please don't correct me when I'm being very serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's it for new releases. So let's move on to... Boy, is there ever news. There was a Nintendo Direct today. But before I get to the Direct, mm. there are, count them, one, two, three stories that I like to talk about in a segment we know as... BGA Hollywood Segment! Hollywood! Hollywood. <laughs> Gonna get that sound clip eventually. Um, so first up, someone spoiled this news story, but it is a good one. Do you remember... Uh, well, several episodes ago now, we were talking about how much uh, Dave Batista really wants to be in the Gears of War movie. Mm-hmm. The studio producing the new Gears 5 made that partially a reality for us uh, because Dave Batista is a playable character in Gears 5. Yeah. His only line is, uh, I'm television's Dave Batista. Yes, yeah. yes. I course. think it was the last one I was on where we that was a news item. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> could have been. So, so yeah. yeah, he is now um, alongside... I think it's both Arnold and Sarah Connor, or one of those Ooh. from Terminator, is nice. also playable. That that announcement sort of got 1, glossed over, and uh, I think it was an E3 thing. I hear when you chainsaw him in half, he screams, Ah, you may have seen me in the underrated, bla- <laughs> underrated role in Blade Runner 2049! <laughs> no, he just screams, Don't call me Blue T-Star! <laughs> T-L- I remember that. <laughs> I remember him looking like Mega Man. I get <laughs> um, so, next up in the Hollywood news segment... Mm-hmm. Um, there is another Tomb Raider flick uh, in the works. It's oh, coming why? in 2021. Um, this is... Uh, so, did you guys see the last one with... Is, is Alicia Vikander? Vikander? I, am I saying that right? Yeah, probably. I did see the last one. And? And it was... I enjoyed it. It was totally fine. I saw it on a plane. Mm. Uh, so so take that with a grain of salt, because plane <laughs> movies have this weird scale where you you rate them higher, I That's guess. That's how so. I saw Battle Angel. It okay, was probably there ideal. There you go. But... Uh, it was fine. It was it was certainly better than the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You you don't want to see um what's his face from who's the current James Bond? I'm blanking on his name. Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. You don't want to see him do a, a weird American accent. 
Oh, I don't know. No. Walter Goggins is a bad guy. I'm mm. always here for it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like that, that one. That is the first movie I remember falling asleep in, in a movie oh, theater. Wow. <laughs> it's the original Tomb Raider movies. Dude, those movies are so fucking boring, and I, I did the same thing. Cradle Life is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, the last one was, was fine. It was a decent adventure flick. So, uh, yeah, this one's coming out 2021. Um, but I don't know why I'm wasting time on that news when I can get to news that I know Chris will be excited about. Whoa. Life is like a hurricane here in, in Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what do you mean? DuckTales is coming to Minecraft, dude. What does, that, what does that even mean? Like like, like shitty box skins? Yeah. No. Wait, it goes beyond that. There's oh. actually a story mode. So it does come with 30 skins, but there are two storylines that I include... I was going to sing the second verse, which is put duck skins on everything, <laughs> beagle boy, creepers. Oh. New two storylines that include multiple quests. They have specific con men numbers that need to be... I was told this when we made the game. <laughs> uh, Chris... I don't know. This might entice you. Uh, part of the skins, it includes a Darkwing Duck four pack, which includes yeah. Darkwing, Gizmo Duck, Megavolt, and Quackerjack. Hmm. Once again, I'm going to have to make the hard decision to not buy Minecraft for the thousand. Oh, I think it's part of Game Pass. So you have it. so Yeah. I, I have it on the PC. It's mandatory. You have to buy it. But the, but the newsworthy part is that it's, it's two storylines tied to the new show, which is great. It's not just a skin pack. So if you want to play some DuckTales in video game form... This is your way to do it. And this explains why they removed DuckTales from the shop. Now we have our answer. There you go. Uh, I will say that new show, DuckTales, is tremendous. Fucking dope. If you're not watching it, you're fucking up. Mm-hmm, that show's good. Mm-hmm. And that has been our VGA Hollywood segment. So let's get on to the Nintendo news, which is really the reason TL is here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just to recap, um, a lot of fucking news. I'm just going to go through everything, and you guys stop me when you want to talk about something. How about that? Overwatch is coming to Switch and is coming uh, October 15th. Old game on Switch. Got it. (laughs) Seems overdue. (laughs) Yeah. Please just give me a Mercy Amiibo and that's all I want. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. That would be neat. But but, uh, here's the thing. I'm glad to see Overwatch finally on a system with a wonderful online infrastructure that's stable as fuck. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Esports. They got a whole app. That you can chat to each other through. A whole app dedicated just mm. for that. And you're paying 20 bucks a year for it. Um, all right. So maybe you're not a huge... I mean, dude, that's a great game. But like Michael said, it's it, it's about time. Um, but it's also about time for SNES games are coming uh, to Switch. So as long rumored... And this is soon, like 9-5. So at, yeah, yesterday... By the time you hear this, there will be 20 yeah. Super Nintendo games yes, including on Switch. F-Zero. One of which you don't have on your SNES Classic. Mm. Mm. Including F-Zero, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, and more. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the SNES-style controllers that the patent had been filed for, mm-hmm. that's all true. Those are also yep. coming. Uh, you can get those. Yeah, I think cool. maybe you just get one of them this time for like 30 bucks instead of two for 60. Now that I might actually do. That's, mm. yeah, the two for 60. Yeah, it's, it's one for 30, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, but you have to be a subscriber to the service in order to of course. be eligible. It's yeah. the perks, man. Yeah. You also have to be a subscriber to the service to play the uh, new multiplayer, the Scream Park multiplayer mode that they showed from Luigi's Mansion 3. Wait, hey, before we move on to that, what's the game that's yeah. not in the SNES Classic, Chris? Uh, Stunt Race. Uh, Stunt Race. Stunt Holy Race. shit, baby. It has never been on any other system oh other than the original God. SNES. Yeah that, yeah, that game was hella fun, even though it like moved at like three frames a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the the game I want to talk about, everybody's not talking about, is Joe and Matt 2 what? Lost 
in the tropic is in the launch. Well, in the launch there's window, like and I can't three or four ver- different versions of Joe and Mac too, yeah. and at least two of them are completely different games. Can we be real? Yes. We talked about it. Like, it SNES is like the best system ever, right? It is. Like, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, 100%. not even the one I'm the most nostalgic for. But every time I go back and play something, I'm like, oh, this is what I really want to recapture. Mm-hmm. Like a really good. Wait, what game. is Super? What is Super Earth Defense Force? Uh, it's where it's the first EDF, I think. That's apparently going to be on the on the launch. No, nice. I'd never. Nice. Wow. That'll be interesting. This is, yeah, this is really yeah. Good. That's the thing is all these NES games. I played them for like a minute each and went, ah, oh, I remember that. Never need to go back. The SNES games for the okay. Now I'm going to get some use out of my subscription. Mm-hmm. Now they've got my twenty dollars a year again. Yeah. Uh, if they if they keep it at that rate, hopefully they do. Uh, the but the good news is that I don't think they're charging you any more to play these. It's just part of their standard subscription. So that is that's yeah, pretty good. There's part. no additional yeah, there's no additional charge. Or if you have if you had Twitch Prime, get it for free for a year like I did. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, I got that as well. Um, another here's a new game they announced that Super Kirby Clash. Who's who's stoked for new Kirby? Sure, it's available today. It's now, as of oh, this man. recording, and it's free to play. So who's who's excited for free to play Kirby? Much nice, less excited now. <laughs> nice boss rush game. Good, cool. Awesome. So you said Kirby game. I'm like, I don't care. And then you said free to play. <laughs> available now. I'm like, I really don't. Wait, wait, care. wait. No, no, it's not free to play. Excuse me. It is. They said it multiple times. It is free to start. That is their term for free to play. Um, Trials of Mana is coming April 24th. Yay. That got dated. Here's here's where we need to stop. Okay. So, Trials of Mana. I've been playing Trials of Mana from the part of the Mana collection Mana. Uh, that came out this year, Seiken and I had never Densetsu played... Seiken Densetsu 3. Manama. Yeah, I, do, do, right. Do, I have do. never played Seiken Densetsu 3. Um, now I have. That game is fucking tremendous. Yeah. And I can't wait for this. So, the remake is supposed to... There's a lot of change in the gameplay. You can jump now. You have more free range of motion. Um, so, it looks like it's going to be a different gameplay on it, but it looks tremendous and gorgeous from the screens that they put pulled in the trailer i cannot wait for this game well can i just I, say I after wait. after the secret of mana remake i am tremendously surprised and excited by the amount of work that they're putting into this yeah to trials I, and, I, and i'm glad I'm, I'm glad they're giving this game the because like this is Sigma Sitsu 3 was always talked about like at one of the top three like it's it's that Chrono sugar and final fantasy 6 and like having played it now, like I agree, it's a really great game. So I can't wait to see like this game given this kind of love. I I'm super excited for that game. It's like Mana from Heaven, like uh, a little bit of Mana from Heaven that was last year's release, Return of the Obra Dean, yeah! which is coming to Switch. So if uh, it's coming this fall, uh, they didn't have an exact date, but if you have not played that game, now is your chance. That is a very very good game, one of our top games of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you get to solve. Uh, you get a magic book that lets you solve a series of murders aboard a uh, 19th century ship. Yeah, recreated as sort of moving stipple drawings. Mm-hmm. Or not moving, they're frozen, but you're in 3D. Yeah, it kind of looks like like uh, old school like 1980s Mac hypercard yeah. drawings. Well, there's several filters, remember? There's That's like, true, there's like, yeah. yeah. Um, so the new game from Game Freak, the Pokemon developer, Little Town Hero, is coming October 16th, um, which, okay, cool, if you're into the Pokemon games, the exciting part of the announcement to me is that they didn't say all the music, they said most of the music is composed by Toby Fox of Undertale fame. Yeah. No, the game looks really good. Um, it definitely looks a little bit different from Pokemon, which is great. I think when Game Freak goes out of their Pokemon game, like, thing, it they it, it's, like, kind of hit and miss. Like, uh, they had Rambo, the baddest elephant, 
Uh, Timbo. Timbo. Yeah, Timbo. Timbo. Yeah. Timbo. Yeah. Timbo. Now I don't feel so bad about my Tim Gun game. Harmonite <laughs> and uh, the uh, a game I really liked. I forget I what was it was. Busy the writing fucking, Guardians, of the, the racing Galaxy. poker game. Oh, pocket, pocket, uh, pocket jockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. No, so I, I'm very excited about this game. It looks really fun. It looks really cute. And then yeah, Toby Fox doing the music is really, really great. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Remember how they announced Banjo and Kazooie? Uh, they're out. They're out as of Wednesday yeah. of this week. So uh, man, awesome. Sakurai spent a really long time detailing every little thing well, about he, that. There was like a segment after the direct itself that was like a special message from Sakurai, oh, okay. and he went over all that stuff. Um, and that was the other big announcement. So. Remember, there's supposed to be like five DLC characters. Uh, so one of the five they announced was Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury, which we yeah. were just talking about Fatal Fury uh, last week with the weird which Japanese translation. I think everybody yeah. was speculating that it was going to be like Fio from Metal Slug, that somebody said like it's going to be a, f- a female SNK character that nobody yeah. w- is, nobody's asking yeah. for. I'm like, well, who could it be? And yeah. Well, I, I'm absolutely asking for Athena. I mm. I just want – I want – a. Like, because they do great music, and obviously all the all the um, uh, Psycho Smash yeah. Are we, yeah, are we I, talking I about Little he- Red Bikini Athena or Psycho Soldier Athena? A uh, Psycho Soldier Athena. Ah, okay. That's the that's yeah, the yeah. only that's what I want. I just want to hear Psycho Soldier. Did you, one of the best parts like, of the direct oh. was the Terry Bogart announcement, though, because they, oh, first that, of all they swerved you, they showed you like all the Nintendo consoles, and then the SNES. And you're like, oh, this is they're gonna confirm the SNES games. Then it goes over to the side and shows like a Neo Geo. Right. And then had like basically a bunch of cinematics from Neo Geo from Fatal Fury. I think it's yeah. the first inclusion of a Neo Geo property in any Nintendo first party game. And yeah. I, I like it. I don't. I, I don't. I, on one hand, I don't care, but it also like brings a tear to my eye in terms of being this like dream fighting game. Like this is crazy. Yeah. No, and it's really cool. So, it's such like, a cool thing to do. The, the thing was like, so the Neo Geo actually came out in '89, but. Fatal Fury, which Terry Bogart was from, came out in 91, so that's actually, like, the reveal was right there, but then, like, there's so many cool callbacks, like, Geese Howard falling off of the Geese. off of the roof, uh, Iori doing his laugh, like, oh, I just, it's... It was really I, cool. It was such, it's it's such a great thing. As, a, as an SNK fanboy, yeah. I loved every second of yeah. it. Yeah. As the, guy, as the guy who made the Mega Man Street Fighter reveal trailer... That that trailer brought fucking I, I loved it. I thought that was so cool. As yes. as the man currently resting his hand on an, a Neo Geo arcade machine like a tender lover, Matt's also very excited. I do that. He, he yeah. won the bragging war. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, you were talking about fanboys. So speaking of fanboys, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Fe Encore. That's the only time I'm ever going to say that whole thing out loud. All I asked is like it's easy to pronounce, and I know exactly what it's called. <laughs> this it's is pronounced the- hashtag Fiendcore. Thank you. I mean, it's not like saying what the game is is any easier to pronounce. This is the crossover game between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, It's coming to Switch January 17th, which this is like, if you think of all the games that were trapped on the Wii U, this is one of the the last trapped Mm -hmm. games that is now coming over to Switch. Wonderful 101 Pikmin 3, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Liberated. We are so close to be able to throw the Wii U into the trash where where it belongs. Mario 3D World and uh, the Xenosaga whatever the one no, that like, like Chris it. said we're wonderful 101 free wonderful 101 Xenosaga I think free was it. one of the announcements wasn't it the, uh, Xeno Gear uh, shit it's yeah Xeno uh, mm-hmm. Xeno Saga so the, yeah the, 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 the first one the Wii one but I'm talking yeah. about the one that was on Wii U like the one with the 
where you get mechs really late in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, Xenoblade 2? Xenoblade Chronicles, that's what I'm thinking Chronicles. of. Jesus fucking was, Wasn't that one of the announcements? Was, was yeah, the so original Xenoblade, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles with uh, Shulk from Smash Brothers is that was announced that they are doing a definitive edition yes. coming next year. Yes. So, there is also a definitive edition of Deadly Premonition that's called Origins that is available as of uh, Wednesday. And then they announced there's a sequel. Chronicles Michael, X, my, that's what I was thinking. Chronicles Sorry, X. go ahead. Cargo's X, that was my favorite Creedence Clearwater revival Mm -hmm. of Greatest Hits album. Um, And Deadly Premonition 2, man, I'm so old. (laughs) That joke is so old, uh, is coming to Switch sometime in 2020. All right, a sequel to the Twin Peaks game? Yeah, man. Yes. Swery, rain your bullshit. Just just rain it upon me. Your terrible game just... Put it in my face. But I it, need it. It's so good, despite being like it's 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 one. It's such a rare thing because it's terrible on every level, but it's so enjoyable. And you get to hear like the main character just randomly spouting nonsense about Remo Williams, the legend begins, or whatever the hell that movie was called. And uh, uh, it's and Remo, it's Remo Williams, the presumptuously titled "The Adventure Begins." Yes, yes, and and like the the world is gigantic, and it, it takes like. 15 minutes of real-time driving to get anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta establish a mood, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, not gonna play this. Not gonna lie to you guys. I'm gonna play the shit out of it. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm gonna 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 buy it like I've I've bought and not played every other version. (laughs) Okay, now he's telling the truth. That is absolutely what's gonna happen. Here's another game you won't have any time to play. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming to Switch and is out as of Wednesday. Oh, shit! Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a really good game. Yes, uh, so is Doom 64, which is, is re-releasing on Switch November 22nd. What is, what is wrong with Bethesda? <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda, are you okay? Is there some advantage to Doom 64 I don't remember? I mean, it's It it's brought unique. Doom to console, right? It, it, I mean, it was, Doom 64 is... No, Doom, Doom was on console yeah, before it was then, on but PlayStation. Doom 64. 64 is a game that like was locked to N64. It only existed on N64. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a totally new Doom game. There's a lot of those games, yeah. by the way. That's yeah, true. It, it's, it's it's not it's not a good game. It's not a good version of Doom. Hmm. There was no good id game on the N64. I had Daikatana. I know. Like, <laughs> mm. No, the only good version of Daikatana <laughs> was on Game Boy Color. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> play it and see. No, no one can play it. Yes, it can. Probably for the best. Okay, okay. Um, Rogue Company is a new game from the Smite developer High Res Studios. That's coming 2020. Mm-hmm. Anyone excited about mm-hmm. Rogue Company? Nice, unique name. Love it. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a bad PUBG. So that's, what I, okay. that's what I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of PUBG-like games, Tetris 99 2.0 is Ooh. launching September 5th, so uh, earlier this week. Uh, it's a free update. Has daily missions, a new Invictus mode, yeah, among a bunch of other stuff. So, and that is of course free if you're part of uh, the Nintendo Online service. So, uh. that's that's it's a mode where Matt Damon plays soccer with Nelson Mandela. No, that would be oh, Damon yeah. X Machina prologue yeah. demo, which yes. Matt Damon uh, X Machina, <laughs> 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 which hit earlier this week. How am I the first person to make that joke, Damon X Machina? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's Hedge 99 mode. Uh, Invictus, good. All you people who've won, get away. Get away. Get away from us people who are trying to win. Hopefully that makes Tetris 99 regular better, so, or easier. 
to win. So yes, yes, uh, but mm. yeah. So you want to talk about Damon X Machina TL because a new prologue demo uh, was out as of Wednesday of this week. You said you played it. Yes, I did. Um, it's great. I love it. Really, gentlemen, I love mechs. Um, mechs I love are great. Mech games. Mechs are great. They, the mechs last demo great. though played really slow for a mech game for some reason. Um, this one is a lot different. Okay, it's a little bit faster. Okay, um, it's very anime, which is another thing that I love. <clears throat> um, I will have more thoughts next week once I actually get Damon X Machina, the full game, into my hands and then have played it forever. Like, oh, I can't wait. Okay. It's so good. Okay. Yes. Here's another one I know you can't wait for. Uh, they announced a lot of new details about Pokemon Sword and Shield, including trainer customization and camping. Talk to me about camping, TL. Talk to me about Blair Witch camping in Sword and Shield. All right. So you're three kids um, with Pokemon, and you're in the woods, and then there may be a witch, and then at some point you're in a corner. Um, no. Hmm. Um, no, the, so the camping is really cool. It's like, this is going to take a place of the Pokemon and me stuff, uh, which is like, you're playing with your Pokemon, feeding them and all that other stuff. Uh, you can feed your Pokemon curry, which comes with meat. And I have questions now because are you feeding Pokemon other Pokemon? Of course. Because now where we, now where are we at? Um, ethically. Um, yeah. And then the player customization, I think it was really cool. It's a little bit more in depth than what they've had in Sun and Moon. Uh, so the moon is really just like hats, like outerwear stuff. But now it's like a little bit more outerwear. There's makeup added to it. So it looks like you could do a lot more of a customization uh, to that. And they showed off some new Pokemon. Um, there's a teapot Pokemon. Um, and then there's a Pokemon that's a giant, like a gold, like a, like it looks like a dumb gold bird, like a wingle. <laughs> and like it, it has like, it does, it does surf. And when it does surf, it like, has a ch- uh, fish stuck in its mouth, and if you hit it, it projectile vomits the fish onto Wait, the person who hit it. Did you say dumb Goldberg? Like like the wrestler Gull. Goldberg? No, Gull. G-U-L-L. Goldberg. Oh, like a seagull. Mm. Yes. Okay. That's that's what I heard. I heard I heard King of the Spear Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about wrestling 24-7. Just jackhammers other Pokemon, uh, and then comes back and does it three times because they make fun of it, like Dolph Ziggler. It's fine. We can move on. Um, you know, we were wondering about Doom 64. Who was asking for Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast Me? to come to Switch? I was, very quietly. That's <laughs> just insane. Keep that to that game's, that game's That game's so good. Mm, and then, it really is. Uh, this means that, like, so this does, this does mean, like, I've heard taught that Kyle uh, is it Kyle Katarn? I'm saying Kyle right? Katarn. Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. There's talk like he settlers might be, settlers of Katarn. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, there's talk that he might be back, like actually in the Star Wars universe. Huh. And I would I would love for this to be kind of the breadcrumb before, you know, Rise of the uh, uh, was it Fall of the Skywalker? Rise, Rise of the Skywalker. No, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I, I would like it to, like like Kyle's in there. Be like. What? So yeah, he's drinking monster energy drinks, punching through drywall. Mm-hmm. We got Kyle's up yeah. in this game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true story about the the Jedi Knight games. Uh, there is a cheat code in not not Jedi Knight two, but the original Jedi Knight that's called like Raccoon King that gives you access to all Force powers. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, like I I had in my mind that this is like oh man, there's like. They probably made some lore for, like, some, like, long-forgotten Jedi known as the Raccoon King because, like, the striped black and white tail thing. Yeah. And, like, he could he could wield both light side and dark side powers. And then, like, recently I found it, like, no, oh, it's just Tim Schafer's nickname. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say confirmed. 
Guardians of the Galaxy Star Wars crossover. It can happen now because mm. the same company Ooh, owns them both. That's true. And that's the theme true. song would go. Every every day we're getting closer to Patton Oswalt's rant from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'm here for it as well. Let's see. Oh, Michael. Full disclosure, Michael's going to talk about this news because his company made the announcement. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection. Confirmed. Coming December 6th for Nintendo Switch. Rebel, Rebel, includes Rogue and Black Flag. Yes, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Rogue, both fine nautical games where you get a ship and you get to roam around doing piracy. Uh, 4 is... Still, like, I think it's neck and neck with Odyssey for my my favorite mm-hmm. entry in mm-hmm. the Assassin's Creed series. Yep. Um, so having a portable version of that uh, should be pretty amazing. It's still one of the best open world games I think ever made. I, you know, I like I like both games, mm-hmm. and I love that they are like you have the pirate games. Why didn't and they call it the pe- pirate collection? Well, because uh, Shea Cormac is not a pirate. He is a an assassin hunter working for the Templars, so he's very much law and order. Mm. But is he like a privateer where he's kind of pretending to be law and order, and he's really just no? He really is like he's he's so he thinks he's one of the good guys. I see. Yeah. I see. Did I get all the announcements, guys? There was so much there. Mm. I thought I rounded everything up. I think that's about everything that was really important. That it was, was a announced. big like, there was like, direct. Yeah, I mean, like they showed like Witcher. It doesn't look great, but we all kind of knew that was going to be the thing because of the, the hardware. Switcher 3, um, baby. <laughs> yeah. Does it come with uh, DLCs? Does it, it comes like, with all the yes. DLCs. Yes. All the single oh, player. my God. That's like 250 hours of yep. game. Yep, yep. Wow. Playing on an inferior system. Um, it's glorious 720p. <laughs> well, hey, as long as it runs at at least 30 FPS, we're golden. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was a very, it was a very packed uh, connect, uh, connect, uh, direct, 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 direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, directs. In more things that are packed, uh, Michael, you sent me this news story. So Steam uh, yes. is recognizing that a lot of your Steam libraries are pretty packed. And packed full of games you've probably never played. Mm-hmm. So they're launching a whole bunch of features uh, for your library to kind of make you aware of what you have to play and get you, hopefully, I think, playing more. Yeah, it kind of makes your turns your library into like its own self-contained storefront mm-hmm. with these curated categories where it will present the games that you already own to you, like under like, oh, maybe you'd like to play this kind of game, or here's a game that you haven't played in a while, here's a game that yeah. just came out recently. Well, they, they have the thing, yeah, where here's what you recently played, uh, or here's what your friends are playing. Here's Sonic 3D Blast, a game you picked up in a bundle sale and would never touch with a 30-fucking-foot <laughs> <Yeah>. pole. <laughs> uh, the cool feature for developers and publishers, uh, like what Michael and I work for, full disclosure there, is the events feature where you get to kind of have events for your game and promote your game. So that was also part of that mm-hmm. announcement. Um, so it's just exciting, like, that, you know, Valve is recognizing, like, okay, yeah, we could we could do some work on our platform to kind of help you guys play all these games you've been spending a lot of money during all these Steam sales buying. So uh, let's get some use out of these, please. Yeah. Do, let's do anything but make another game, please. Ah, well, <laughs> I won't have time to do anything because a new Yakuza game is on the way, and it's a turn-based RPG. Mm. Oh, good. I don't have to play it. Yeah, that's uh, it seems like I've been developing amazing. Yakuza games so, now. So have they have they confirmed that that's what the main confirmed combat that is the combat. Is be? So Yakuza Ow. seven. Yes. 
Um, at first, people thought it was an April Fool's joke. They released a screenshot of turn-based combat, and people went, ah, ha, ha, funny. And they said, no, no, that's really the combat. Um, so this game, they confirmed it's coming in January 2020 in Japan, which means we'll get it sometime later in the year. Uh, it's primary combat, though. It's turn-based combat. Uh, the cool thing they, they said, though, it's a bit... It sounds a little bit like the Mario and Luigi games to me, that there's... What they were said that there's like interrupts and other ways to interact. Like it's not just like you say, "Here's what I'm doing," and then it, you just watch watch mm-hmm. it play out. You can like it sounds like you can like block or defend or or get critical hits by doing stuff as the combat plays out, which I really love in the Mario Luigi RPG games. Like, and I wish more turn-based mm-hmm. games would do that. It, it adds a little bit of interactivity while and and kind of reflexes. I while mean, you're doing as long that as stuff. it's not yeah. card-based, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sounds like um, the uh, Legend of Dragoon battle system. Hmm. Okay, which I really, really, really enjoyed. I mean, this you know, Seven is is a departure for the series. In yeah. addition to having like a brand new protagonist, which is uh, Ichiban Kasuga in this one, mm-hmm. or Kasuga. I'm like, saying that wrong. The young young dude with like a weird Afro kind of haircut, whose name literally means number one. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, Ichiban. Means <laughs> yeah, number Ichiban. One. Ichiban is number one. Yes. Uh, the, the game play, takes place primarily in Yokohama. Uh, mm-hmm. it, and it might go back to Kamurocho occasionally. They they haven't uh, shown that. Um, it does take place in the same time period as the other Yakuza games, and so they've hinted that a lot of familiar characters will make cameo appearances. Mm. Oh, the other thing they said that was really interested about this one, speaking of time, they said that including all the side content and all that stuff, this is going to be one of the longest Yakuza games, if not the longest Yakuza game. Oh, my God. That they put that out is not a time. thing you want to put in the box for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But Chris, don't you want to do the batting cage mini games for fourteen hours so you get all the all the prizes? Can they be turn based batting cage mini games now? The, the charming <laughs> nature of beating up people for no reason in Tokyo—it yeah. just—it just feels so good. Yeah, well, that I think some fans Shit, are a little. Those dis- bike punks want my Kleenex. Some fans are a little disappointed <laughs> in the new combat because I guess I hadn't thought of it this way, but the Yakuza series has sort of been carrying the torch of brawler games with their yeah. combat. 100%. And and so yeah, to go turn based, um, I don't know. Kind of, it's kind of cool. It's fine. Shenmue's coming back. Yeah, and they can just everybody can just go play Shenmue. Yeah, and if you, if you want a, a Yakuza style game with really really good brawling mechanics, Judgment on PS4 mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one played it, so uh, mm. pick it up and play it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that is all the news that well, is fit to play, gentlemen. One, one more thing. Oh, uh, again, item. full disclosure, uh, Ubisoft had an announcement, RE, the Ghost Recon Breakpoint beta, which oh, yeah. is now running from uh, September 5th through the 8th. And uh, if you want to join in, you can you can uh, sign up for and, and possibly be randomly selected from ghostrecon.com slash beta. Uh, if you pre-ordered it, you you should already have beta access. Um, and same with if you have Uplay Plus, which also launched this week. Uh, and um, what else? What else? I'm not going to play that because I'm not one of you fucking beta cucks, Michael. I'm alpha all the way, baby. Uh-huh. I only play in alphas. You <laughs> only played <laughs> probably several months ago. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's it's a pretty big chunk of the camp. Well, not a big chunk of the campaign. It's a it's a decent chunk for uh, for a beta. It's uh, you it's get a, a couple main missions and yeah, it's a chunk, uh, and you get a bunch of side missions and uh, a bunch of other cool stuff to explore alone or in PV uh, or not alone or in co-op. Okay, for up to four player co-op, and uh, there's also a charity event running called Man Down, where if you 
uh, you join in with other players and you revive your teammates, uh, Ubisoft will donate a certain amount of money to Child's Play. So, uh, hey. yeah, there you go. get in on that. Well, what Spread if I'm so love. good I never die? I never need to revive anyone. No well, then money. you're just die, being man. selfish. <laughs> can sugarcoat this for you. <laughs> sorry, man. The better you good. do, the more kids die. I'm too good at the game, man. Sorry. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Shill. Yep. Uh, that was a worthy announcement. So, yeah, playing that Ghost Recon Breakpoint beta. Yep. Go experience the dynamic open stop, world of Aroa for yourself. Stop it. I'm putting my head against the <laughs> microphone right now. All um, right. That's all the news that is fit to play. Let's move on to the community segment, which as always is what? Segmenting our community. How come no one ever says it with me? God damn it. Because you're supposed to say it by yourself, because that segments the community, Matt. Exactly. Mm, I don't nice. segment communities. I bring them together. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, so last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's a game series you'd like to see get the hand-drawn animation treatment? Trav, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer? All right. So I was actually going to send in a video response. Oh, um, shit. To do a to do a phonetic way of saying Paw Rapper the Rapper. Paw Rapper? Wait till Ma Rappa like, hears about you're this. Pl- you're playing as Parappa's dad, sure. Uh, Paul Rappa's sick. We got to go down to a general stall, talk to the doctor. <laughs> Get a tonic for Paul Rappa. Um, but, I, so, I I really like uh, the art of Akira Toriyama. I'm not a huge fan of Akira Toriyama. I like the art of Akira Toriyama. And I thought it'd be really cool to have, like, a fully hand-drawn 2D Dragon Quest game. Hmm. I think that would be, like, really cool. Like, very make it look like a Dragon Ball Z, like, cartoon. I think that'd be really, really fun. Like, more yeah. so than 8? Well, because eight, 8 still looks like a, like, it looks like a video game. I want it fully, hmm. fully looks like you're watching a hand-drawn the, cartoon. The, the, char- the characters look cartoony, but the environments look very fucking PS2. Surprised you'd go with 8 and not 11. Yes. Which I mean, is, 11's pretty close amazing, to yeah. hand-drawn with the characters. It's more more that cel-shaded look, but yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I get what you're saying with 8, but no, I want it, like, because, like, so Blue Dragon, another game we did art for, like, it has kind of that cartoon feel, but it does still look like a video game, so I want that kind of a feel like Blue Dragon was, but completely hand-drawn. Cool. Hmm. And I'm the first person to reference Blue Dragon in the last ten years. That's right, baby. Mistwalker. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. That was that was Xbox's killer app, wasn't yeah. it? Yep. They mm-hmm. came out with that and Lost Odyssey. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna conquer Japan. We got two games. <laughs> such a, such a killer. Microsoft made a 3DS game version. <laughs> uh, Trick the TM says uh, the franchise I would like to see hand animated version of is Kirby. I'm surprised Nintendo did nothing like that around the time of Kirby right back at you in the early uh, aughts, since it seemed like Kirby uh, was the franchise they used to experiment with new game styles and gameplay. Like, I, I just say, I have to say that bravo, because like, when they did that Kirby yarn game, I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, it, it, you already did this with another game. Yeah, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even, even the, yeah, even the, uh, like, Yoshi story. Sorry, I'm an N64 man. Mm. Ah, yeah. uh, but but like but do something super drastic and like make Kirby look like 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 Wario Land shake it. That'd be great. Yeah, cool. Uh, Tia, I think you have to read the next one because the name alone of this commenter. All right, uh, <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore, the robot master. There's nothing in the trunk, man. <laughs> says nothing with, in my trunk, man. Uh, with the new Avengers Square Enix game looking like it's. Like it's off to a rocky start. How about a new side-scrolling Marvel beat 'em up? 
Think of the sprite work that could go into a well-done mm. game made in the mm. vein of X-Men, uh, the X-Men Arcade, or Punisher and Fury, with all new mutants that have been created since then and a new take on classic characters. If they release levels like season packs, we could have a new set of levels to play through every few months. That's not a bad, like, so the Captain America and the Avengers game is like a game you could not play. Like, now it's like, it's an old game. But, like, updating that and doing new characters, like, yeah. put Jeremy Renner in there and he can have his terrible band <laughs> yes. do the music for it. Like, that would be you great. You can beat up Modoc, that no business jock jaw motherfucker. <laughs> 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 All right, I don't do a good word to Ray Moore either. <laughs> uh, the official Laser Time Facebook community, Joseph Story, says Mortal Kombat. While the mm. series has roots in 2D, they were digitized sprites, not hand drawn like Street Fighter. I say you get Arc System Works to work, going back to their 2D animation style before Zard, and let the blood fly. It would be a hauntingly beautiful affair. Are we allowed to say Zard? That's what it says. Okay. That's okay. how you pronounce XRD, Zard. Yeah. I'd always heard Zard, but sure. Is it? I just say I thought, XRD. Huh. Uh, I, 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 had, I think it might have been Heidi telling me it was Zard, but I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah. I mean, if she if she would be right, like she would go better than I would. So uh, Zach Reddy says, "Chrono Trigger between the awful mobile ports of the early Final Fantasy games and the uninspired Secret of Mana remake, Square Enix really hasn't done a great job representing some of their older games to new players." Final Fantasy VIII, we were just talking about. I'm sure the Final Fantasy VII remake will be nice and all, but they're spending a lot of money on it and not finishing it anytime soon. Mm. They could produce a faster, cheaper game than that with excellent production value by getting someone like Lizard Cube or Arc System Works again to replicate Toriyama's art style in a quality that evokes the anime cinema clips from the PS1 version. And then, if they wanted to make another sequel, they'd have all those nice art assets to plug into a new story. Yeah. Okay, as the world's biggest Chrono Trigger fan, let's please stop asking them to make a sequel to Chrono Trigger. I don't want it. I don't... I. The one thing I don't like about... We the already DS had one. It's called Chrono Cross. Yes, yes. We don't... Rec- in in this house, we do not We do not recognize Chrono Cross as a sequel Aww. to it. You, what? Because you have to go into... You have to let the Shala stuff happen, and I hate... Like, I hate that add-on stuff. It's a whole thing. Uh, but I, I'm absolutely down for, like, a full-on, t- like, 2D-style Akira Toriyama Chrono Trigger. That'd be great. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. This is from Twitter.com. J.D. Bluffton says, I think a Star Wars game done in an exaggerated brushstroke style like Street Fighter 4 or Okami would be beautiful. Sith could uh, be covered in black lo- uh, black planes like Akuma. Lightsabers could be brilliantly highlighted with brushstrokes. Every planet has a different artist style. Yeah. Uh, yeah that kind of reminds really cool. me of the, um, I think, criminally underplayed the Assassin's Creed 2D games that they did that, that kind of mm. had that hand drawn. Chronicles and games? Yeah, the Chronicles games. I think they each had a slightly different art style. They they took place. Uh, wasn't one in Russia? One was in China. Yeah, it was the first one was in China. The second one was in India in the late nineteenth century. The third one was in uh, in Russia around the yeah, time of the Soviet yeah. Revolution. But they all had like a really cool stylized two D mm-hmm. look to them. Yeah, yeah, they did. I especially like the second one, the the one in India. Like that was really brilliant and colorful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a video response from Redrock963. Hey, VGA, it's Redrock963 Red and Hi. my buddy Murray hanging out on this slow Friday while I count down till the three-day weekend. 
And for 2D animated games that I want to see remade, I want this bad boy, Toma, remade in the style of Wonder Boy and Dragon's Ooh. Trap. I Ooh, mean, Tomba cool. is like one of the most criminally underrated PS1 games ever released, and it's such a fun little game. And when I first booted up Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap, I was like, this art style reminds me so much of Tomba. And yeah, I, it'll probably never happen because the rights to Tomba are just so tied up and the game did not do very well at all, but I can dream. I love Tomba, and um, yeah... Have a great Labor Day weekend, guys. I will catch you next week. Thanks, we did. Done and done. <laughs> yeah. Free Tomba, you cowards! Like, who's honestly who's holding on to that IP? Like, yeah, I'm protecting the Tomba IP. Because I think it's like a, it's actually like it's like a rights issue with the like with the Japanese like a Japanese company. It's not an American rights issue. It's like an actual like a Japanese rights issue thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Tomba is a great game. You can you can bite port butts. <laughs> Free Tomba. That's true. You can. Yeah, without the taters. Um, all right, new question of the week. Look at looking at Doom sixty four and some of the announcements, uh, stunt race FX things that are coming to Switch. What is a game that is trapped on one old platform that you wish would get a modern day revival that you could play now? Uh, I'm gonna say like there are some Super Nintendo games that are Super Famicom games that I would seriously love to see come back. Uh, Macross Scramble the Valkyrie is amazing. Uh, has not emulated well when I've played it, but it's a side-scrolling shooter where you can transform from, uh, you're, you're flying a Valkyrie from, from Macross, one of those Robotech Veritech things, and you can transform into the jet form, the, the Gerwalk, half robot, half jet form, the, the, the robot, and just fucking up Zentradis, and, uh, giant ships will just, warp in next to you and then be destroyed instantly and you have to navigate through the debris and uh, you can play as three different pilots I, I, I played the crap out of that game I loved it, that and the Super Famicom Dragon Ball fighting games were amazing um, I feel like only recently have we kind of gotten back to how good they were with Dragon Ball fighting games but uh, I'll let someone else have the floor uh, sure. So I'm going to take your your fighting game ball, uh-huh. and the fact that we have not gotten a new Power Stone. Oh, that's so much better. My oh. mind. I want Power Stone on the Switch like yesterday. Yes, I don't know why that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. It's so, perfect. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is a system that's known for Smash, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Power Stone is one of the best. Uh, what do you call it? like share a couch? Not co-op, but like like local multiplayer games. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I love Power Stone. I love Power Stone too. I would love to see a Power Stone on that. Like I'm, I'm hoping beyond hope that one of the power, one of the characters that gets announced in the Smash DLC is going to be a Power Stone character. Because mm. then I'll just cry like a like a grown baby. I'm trying to remember what it was. I I bought a game on Steam that's basically French Power Stone, where you've got these characters running around in a 3D arena and then they can transform into big things if they collect like three of the floating power ups. Mm. Mm. That game was so fun. Um, in the spirit of Blizzard bringing their games to the Switch mm-hmm. with the Overwatch announcement, um, and the spirit of SNES games coming to Switch, how about we go The Lost Vikings coming Ooh. as part of the SNES games on Switch collection? I think the last time Blizzard made that available was 
2014 for free for a limited time, but it has not really been released that many places since. So oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, bring bring back the Lost Vikings. A little, little bit of a nostalgia play there. Oh, and the French Power Stone I was thinking of that's on Steam is called Last Fight, if you're curious. Okay. Anyway, so uh, what is a game that you would like to see get a second chance uh, that's been trapped on old systems? Let us know. Yeah, go to VidigameApocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 332. Alternately, you can hit us up at the official LaserTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or... You can uh, just ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we'll pick the best answers to read next week. Uh, video answers also welcome, as always. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Trav, what do you want to promote on our show? Uh, yeah, I do a podcast called PB over at PBcast.com and as well on patreon.com slash PB. Uh, with myself, Kayla Zubom, Dylan Tierney, um, and Robert Beach. Uh, it's a very fun show. It's very light. But I also do a show on the Laser Time Network with Matthew Ooh. Allen. It's called Cheap Popcast. You know all those refer- wrestling reference we did earlier? What if it was a whole show of just that, of wrestling references? Uh, that's what it basically is. We talk about the news and reviews of different wrestling shows, talk about things going through, and we give kind of recommendations. It's a fun show. Even if you don't like wrestling, we kind of make it a little bit more fun for you. Yes, yes. And keep your eyes open. Uh, we're going to be having our show where we talk a little bit about uh, the latest AEW show, uh, All Out. And then we're going to be talking about NXT TakeOver UK, which which happened over Labor Day weekend. So, yeah, tune into that. I think we're going to make that one available in the free feed. But yes. if you are a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash laser time, uh, Cheap Podcast also has Patreon exclusive episodes where we do previews of the big WWE pay-per-views uh, of the year, uh, as well as some other stuff that TNL and I are planning and, and is in the works. But in addition to that, you also, if you are a subscriber at the $5 or more per month level, get access to bonus time, our weekly Patreon exclusive uh, show where we kind of slice a live show, talk a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes, etc., as well as over 100 movie commentaries and so much more. Over that, 100! Ah, that address, once again, patreon.com slash laser time. Michael, what is that address? Patreon.com slash laser time. That is absolutely right. And then follow us on Twitter at Cheap Podcast. Follow me at Maddie C. Allen. Patreon.com slash lazy town. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas and follow the show at VG Apocalypse. Anyway, uh, thank you for doing the show, Trav. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. And everyone else, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock, man? The other, yeah, man, we'll turn it up, man. And then you see two hippies rocking out to, like, 60s and 70s tunes. Great. I think when you were watching those commercials, I was watching Fang Face, so I don't know anything don't know about that. Is. Yeah, I think from the alternate universe I come from, where we spell Bernstein E-I, uh, 
we we got we got Fun Rock and we got the seventies Preservation Society. Yeah, I, I saw that Poison Rock. commercial five million times. It's mm. like your favorite hair metal bands, like Poison. Every rose has a song. Like, that is going, Monster Ballads, motherfucker, and that was the nineties. And I owned that as well as Monsters of Rock, both mm-hmm. amazing albums. Go fuck off. I don't. You're you're old. 